Hey everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. Baby Lou is in bed, the cat is in her room, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast, episode 51. And baby Betty is about two and a half inches away from the microphone. Barfing. Yeah, I'm barfing right now. Good way to get started. Are you, are you <laughs> going to put her on the boob there? Yes, I am. All right, so big night. We have Wells Adams, who is one of our favorite Bachelor contestants ever. Well, we were going to name our... Our would-be son. son. Yeah, our would-be son after Wells. And it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, when we book guests, Mm -hmm. we give a little background of our show. And I mentioned that (laughs) we were going to name our son after Wells. Yeah. Or we had... You weren't lying. I might have even said... said, You said we did name our son after Wells. Yes, because... Like major hyperbole. Well, it's it's I'd say it was a stretch of the truth because you were pregnant. Yes. um, And presumably... In our, we're we're thinking it was a boy. In our family history, every child has gone girl, boy, on pretty much both sides of yeah, our family. Yeah. So we thought it was a boy. We were going to name it Wells, and then once we were actually talking to Wells, you're breastfeeding, so the baby's there. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I hope it doesn't come up. Like what the gender of the baby is. We tried to put the baby in gender neutral clothing. Uh, to not be exposed because, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be embarrassed or embarrass Wells or anything. And I want him to be flattered. But then at one point, you just brought it up. You just. Well, I, I couldn't help it. And honesty is the best policy. Yeah. So. Do you I, think he was flattered or weirded out? Well, I think I think it was a brief, awkward moment when you did mention that. I don't think he was weirded out. I think he was like, oh, like maybe you misled me in some way. Uh, Do you think so, he thought that? Well, a small extent of him probably did. Uh. Yeah. But Wells, this is another interesting one, too, because you cried after this interview. Oh, my gosh. I was so upset. Because something, I don't know, we had been spoiled with guests, I guess, before, where every guest had kind of... warmth. ...had said how much they loved us afterwards. Yeah. And and I I must admit, I thought the vibe was a little strange. (laughs) But listening back, like I edit these interviews... Wells was perfectly kind, and it seemed great. I know, and honestly, I don't listen until, like, you edit them, so you mm-hmm. hear them so much, and I listen to once you put them out. So I haven't heard it back yet. But just going by what you're, you've been telling me, I feel so much better, because I was so upset. I thought I screwed this one up so badly, and it had affected me. I was like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be hosting a podcast. I had major imposter syndrome for, like, the following week. It was, yeah, it was awful. And I, I, too, I thought something was off about the vibe. I couldn't put my finger on it. But listening back, I couldn't find, like, what was it? Was it, now that we're doing Zoom calls, maybe his uh, facial expressions didn't match his voice or something? Because he sounded so <laughs> kind. But something that made me nervous was Wells is a radio broadcaster. Yeah. At least that's how he got his start. Now he's doing a bunch of other hosting gigs and, uh, of course, being the bartender on <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. So he had this really professional setup, including with like waveform monitors in the background where he's editing, I guess, his own projects and his yeah. own podcast. So I'm like, this audio is going to be great. We start the interview. First 10 seconds, audio is fine. Then it starts crackling and popping. But I'm so uh, not embarrassed, but timid to ask Wells like, oh, you're recording there because <laughs> I just want to keep the interview going of without course. disruption. But I should have just said, hey, Wells, can you record 
mm-hmm. on your end or double check? Well, you're so good about that. Honestly, like in every interview we do, even if I kind of start talking, you cut in professionally and say, hey, do you mind pressing record? And you're so good at it. I thought you maybe already had something worked out. Well, certain certain people I, I do put on a pedestal, regardless of their fame level. Mm-hmm. If they're important to me, and I do think Wells is very famous, but if they are not famous, let's say, right. but super important to me, I do get a little bit gun shy to ask questions. So I waited till the end and I kept this in just so people could see kind of like, I guess, a look behind the curtain. But I'm like, uh, Wells, you, are you recording? You're recording, right? He's like, no. He's like, dude, I wish you would have asked me. I would have just hit record. I'm like, oh, no, no problem. You live and you learn. Anyway, I have this terrible audio recording filled with pops and it's it's was I, ca- I cannot tell you how many hours shane put into this throughout the week to make it listenable because it was not even close to being listenable at all like it was almost garbage yeah i probably put you know 10 to 20 hours it into it i bought a special program for this that is pretty remarkable program but instead of sounding crisp and beautiful and perfect the way wells kind of intended with his microphone it sounds kind of like a slightly worse than normal Zoom interview. Which is such an improvement if any of you had heard what we started with. And honestly, Shane was losing his mind about it. And I know it was causing a lot of stress. But again, you live and you learn. And now you can work this entirely new program. Yeah. Yeah. There there was some silver linings to this. But if Wells is listening to this, and I don't know if I hope he is or not, (laughs) I'm just apologizing. Because when you get an opportunity to talk to somebody, especially somebody you, you really look forward to speaking with, you don't want to waste their time or yours. Of course. And you want the product to be the best. You have them in front of you. Don't be scared to ask your idols. I don't know. <laughs> He's not my idol, but I guess <laughs> I definitely have like a crush. I guess they call it man crush on Wells in a way. <laughs> so we're laughing because we just took an hour break because the baby was crying too much. So. Yeah, Betty is a little bit of a pill during podcast time, isn't she, Shane? Yeah, yeah, but you know, this part of our life when we uh, we have to acclimate. But I guess the point is, when you have Wells Adams, uh, get make sure the audio is right. <laughs> the last thing I'll say about the audio, it does sound like he's underwater, but you get used to it. You do. No, absolutely you do. And, uh, honestly, and I think there's good stuff in here. You know, I'm just, I'm so... I'm impressed by your ability to fix that up. So no, we're we're bigging it up now because when people hear it, they're going to be like, "This I don't is the care. good." I, I just I want them to know uh, what like how hard you work for. And yeah, no, well, it was it was unlistable. But this thing, knowing what the good stuff is, imagining how bad it was. Anyhow, we have Wells Adams, and we also have for their second time on our podcast, the Laughing Couple. Yeah, laughing couple. Uh, Brittany and Ryan Austin. They are, are, we're in competition with them. They are another podcast, a, a, yeah. a married Wait, couple. Would you say, would you say frenemies? Um, well, that sounds too negative. Well, I know that, but I'm just trying to, you know, get a little bit of hyped up. Yeah, we're frenemies. frenemies yes, I would right? say that. Yeah. Right? And Britney's so popular. Like, oh my God, we, we yeah. just discovered she had a TikTok account where She's she had over like, 100,000 followers. It's insane. She might be like comedic genius or internet She's, genius. I don't she know. is super hilarious. And she's very talented when it comes to makeup. Like, she was an art teacher. And, like, she's just. She's kind of a whole comedic package. And Ryan's no slouch either. Like they, they really are. It's a good podcast yeah. and uh, they have a superpower and that's their banter and the topics they come oh, up yeah. with. 
It's always it's always very entertaining to listen to. I'm jealous of them. I'm jealous of them. Uh, I think you should all listen to them and probably you know n- replace them with us. But <laughs> we don't know, want that. Actually. Saying that makes me very uh, angry. But I have to be <laughs> honest. Anyway, yeah, we we have them, and the reason we have them isn't just to have them. It's because it's actually related to the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, Brittany's husband, before they were together. He applied and went through to the final casting of The Bachelorette to be one of the guys. What we wanted to talk to them about was we talk about this scenario all the time. What would you do Mm -hmm. if you had the chance to be on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but you fell in love right before? Mm -hmm. Would you still go on it? Because people do, and then it screws up the system, and people break up. Well, I have fantasies about this all the time where... I'm cast on uh, The Bachelor. I always call it The Bachelor, but I guess I'd be cast on The Bachelor. Bachelor, Yeah. And then I have to make the decision, and I think I would go. You think you'd go? Now, in your, you know, daydream about this happening, am I cool with it? Or do we break up? Uh, Well, you'd you'd become cool with it overall. I'd become cool with it? When when does that happen? I don't know. Like during the phase where you're there or during the phase when you're back home and we have to watch everything that happens. Yeah, when I'm back, you get over it. Like Mm -hmm. once I'm there, if I realize I've made a terrible mistake, I'll mention you or something. Fascinating. Yeah, but anyway, this is something we've talked about and it was very cool to talk about someone who'd been through the process. We want to know the audition process Mm -hmm. and what his eventual decision was. Yeah. Go on it. Because when he first applied... He was a single man. And yep. then it's a, it's a fairly lengthy process. But I'll let him get into yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's a good one. You guys want to check it out. And Shane, let me give you a little toast. Cheers. So, seed lip cocktail of the night. We're drinking something. It's just called pineapple. Just called pineapple. Did you make this drink up? I made... No, no, no. I took it out of the recipe book. So, we did the Spice 94 seed lip. I made something called a pineapple tapash. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's complicated and you should be proud of me. But let me know what you think. It's good. Um, truth be told, I started drinking this an hour ago. So you just drank mine. And at the first couple sips, I was like, this is good. But it's not, it's mm-hmm. not like the best drink that we've made on the show. But by the end, it got really good. I'm not sure if you mixed it properly. But Probably by the, not. By the end, it, did you mix it at all? I mixed it, yeah. I guess not enough. What did it taste like at the end? Oh, delicious. It's, <laughs> it's very good at the end. But at the beginning, it was more watery. And then at the end, I got all that good syrup that you made. Because, mm, we, well, we had ice sitting in at the top, so it probably made it watery. But glad you liked it. Anyhow, babe, you're the topic getter for the week. You told me, Alex, no more topics. But I have one. What is it? Well, we decided privately, not even on the podcast, which is where we do our most talking to each other. But we decided to try the treat each other like you're dating again. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing it for about a week now. And I want to know how you think it's going. Well, the only reason you're asking is because you've been doing such a good job of it in a way. Thank you. And I've been I've been not doing good. No, I disagree. I think you've been doing a really good job. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've I- been really considerate. And you've been kind and you've been doing little things that you know that I respond to. Like my love language. Like you've been giving me little kisses. Like pulling me aside. Giving me a hug. And... Things like that. And you know I respond well to that. So. Well, I guess I've been doing that unconsciously because I've been happier because you've been 
<laughs> you've had such a dramatic change in doing little things like just putting that extra 10% in with everything, mm. like me not having to remind you to do certain things, like whether it be with the, the blog or with mundane tasks around the house. So you don't even notice that you are being more... I didn't consciously. I thought you were going to slag me here. No. That's why I'm kind of oh caught God, off no. guard. No, no, no. I'm, I'm proud of myself. I, I... <laughs> Because, yeah, this week was very, very stressful. And I, I started, like, feeling weird like mm-hmm. because this was one of my first real full week of work. Yeah. And our last pod, like, man, I have to apologize because I was kind of gaslighting you, I guess, and making you feel like you were doing bad when really I was having so much stress that I couldn't even recognize that it was coming from the, the doom of having to go back to work and right. handle all the things we do for our side projects work and having an extra child in the house Mm -hmm. so i didn't know how to reconcile that so it came out in a very negative way and do you think i was a bit of an asshole do you think that the podcast sounded better than you thought it was going to of course and it always does everything when i'm annoyed at you and i listen back i'm like i shouldn't have been annoyed at her there and i'm always like that every time Mm -hmm. but sometimes i'm right most (laughs) of the time i'm wrong yeah uh, and I guess I'm just lashing out for the sometimes that I'm right. Yeah. Well, hey, you have been really sweet since then. And uh, I do appreciate it. And honestly, I think this is if both people actually make the effort, I think, hey, let's take a step back. Let's for the next two weeks act like we're dating. Mm-hmm. I think it is such a good relationship quick fix. To kind of get you back in that mindset like, oh, like I'm out of line. Like why am I being so short with this person? You know, because yeah. when you're dating, you're never short with anybody. You give them, you have the most patience. You'd seem like a, an insane person if you were short with someone you just started dating. Okay, wait, can I tell a story? Because it, it, I just popped into my, me- into my head, sorry. So a good example of this is I'd say about three weeks after Shane and I started dating, we were at a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> at the restaurant, you? No, no, no. Oh. At the restaurant, your ex girlfriend of a very long time and her boyfriend sat like two tables to you know to the side of us. Yeah, and you were kind of freaked out. So you I wasn't hid- freaked out. Well, I didn't hide. You were- no, no. Uh, you're getting this okay, wrong. Okay, all right. How- T- tell it what you think. Okay, I was gonna say, and you were like weirded out, I and wasn't. then you were in the bathroom for like a half hour. No, I. Here's what really happened. That that was just a terrible coincidence because <laughs> you were uncomfortable. I went to the washroom because I, I honestly had to go pee and I got a phone call, a work phone call, and I had to deal with this terrible work problem that happened. So you weren't hiding? Absolutely not. I would never do that. Okay. I, I don't hide like that. I was fine with that. If anything, I was like wanting to be up there showing off. <laughs> it, it, it seemed from my perspective like you were hiding. And then I remember I'm sitting there and they kind of like are glancing at me. I kind of knew her. So I like gave it, you know, a little head nod and I was sitting there I ordered a shot of tequila to help get me through and I didn't know if I should pull up my phone because I didn't know if you were coming back or not and then eventually I went to check on you mm-hmm. and you were in this little like the bathroom area is like three feet little by hallway. two feet yeah. and uh you're in you're down there on the phone I'm like uh hey uh, is everything okay and whatever we went back up but was I even slightly a little bit seemingly annoyed no, and honestly, even nowadays, I don't think that would be something that really got you steamed. It wouldn't really get me steamed, but I'd probably be like, Shane, what the hell? But 
thing is, like you're dating, you have more patience. And I think that you and I have bring, been bringing in more patience into our relationship because of this little challenge. And I think it, it's all because of you. I appreciate that. Because you can make all the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, are you blaming me for when uh, we're a Good little testier times. with each other? Well, because I have a, a worse temperament than you. You have such a nice temperament. I don't. So I'm saying you can control the, the mood of the room better than me. I, I do feel like you are subconsciously put, subconsciously putting a better foot forward this week. Only because you've been behaving better. I've been behaving better? Well, you know, I can't word All that right, properly. Dad. Not, like, not behaving better. You've been <laughs> being more in line with what... <laughs> What? No, more in line, in line with what we want from each other. No, I, you know what? And I, and I do agree. I, I do feel like I have been contributing more. And honestly, all of this started with the puttering, babe. I know that. So good idea. But I did, I researched and I found if you guys want to try bring in the less act like we're dating thing into your relationship, because I do think it has helped out a lot. I just have five quick ways you can do that as researched online. One. Whisk your spouse out of the bedroom. So that's like, you know, getting frisky in different areas, maybe in public. Not all the way, but, you know, Wait, you can make what? out. These are five ways to act like you're dating with your spouse. Yeah, I don't like that first one. Well, you can make out like at the side of the house or on a walk or something, all right? Number two, get your spouse a gift just because it's Thursday or just for whatever. Number okay, three, I like that one. <laughs> number three, make a date for a date. So set a time, get dolled up whatever make an effort look good for each other and then have a date number four is flirt often which i think is important and number five is hold hands how do you flirt with someone? how do you flirt i don't know when i walk by you and i give you a little slap on your ass and i'm like Ooh. that's flirting <laughs> i'm not that's i'm not harassment sister <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah flirt often and hold hands is the final one and i would add to that have patience like more than normal is there anything that you think you would add shane yeah extreme patience because it's not nice to have a short temper and that's what i i suffer from yeah and it, I, I think yeah like i didn't know but apparently i've gotten better at it so that's good what geez what else i had something to talk about yeah you're the topic man i know i just got thrown <laughs> off a little bit here i wasn't expecting that oh yeah so doing better that's been on my mind too i'm glad you brought up how we've been doing better because i've been trying to think about how do we do better in every facet of our life all right so it's almost like treating others like you're dating them too like things that would typically annoy you like criticisms and whatnot and i've noticed (laughs) ever since you've you seemingly got a little bit more popular online you've been getting criticized more so i wanted to have Mm -hmm. a little bit of an audit okay of things you've been criticized for right and let's kind of talk about it and see if there's any merit and how we can avoid these things in the future so i wrote them down so the first one was you did a post about the jacob blake shooting right no it was uh ann coulter saying that she wants the kid the teenager kyle rittenhouse who shot and killed two people during the protests she posted that she wanted him as president. Right. And you said that was disgusting. Yes. But then someone pointed out that you doing that was not, was ignoring. So this person was upset with me for not discussing child trafficking. Um, they had asked me to discuss it about five days after I gave birth to Betty. And I said, like, look, I'm not in a place where I can 
handle that right now. Like I was so overcome by postpartum hormones and I'm still dealing with that and having two young girls, it's really tough. And when I put something out, because I like to, you know, give people the time of day and craft a good response if they truly take the time out to message me, people don't get, I think, that if you put something out there like child trafficking, people will often come to me and I might get upwards of 100 messages a day about whatever it is I post. So I might then be overwhelmed with messages about people's stories of abuse and that is a lot to expect me to deal with I think right after having a kid or any time like that's mm-hmm. that's a lot you yeah know? and it too just because you're talking about one thing doesn't mean you're not talking about a million other things that you could be yeah or in my private life like I'm not only my Instagram account just as mm-hmm. you aren't yours we're not only this podcast and I told a woman I said look like I I watched the Blake Lively video a while ago. She sent it to me and I said I contributed financially because that's what Blake I could Lively do. Blake Lively did a speech about yeah. child trafficking. Yeah. And, and it was it was really moving. So I said, okay, I, I did, I, fi- I contributed financially to it. I just, I can't speak on it publicly because I'm not ready to mm-hmm. respond to everybody that wants to talk about it. Right. So the, on that issue, we think we did okay with handling it. Like you feel yeah, the, okay. The, the, the person is not happy though. The person still says that that wasn't enough and that I need to speak out against it. And then they stopped following me. Really? They unfollowed? Yeah. And uh, is ignoring all of my messages after that. Jeez. Well. (laughs) So she would disagree with us. Yeah. Well, you never know. Deodorant. Uh, There was an issue where you said that deodorant (laughs) is bad for you. I like this checklist that we have of all the issues. Yeah. So I said chemical deodorant's bad for you. I just got another shower. I was talking. I don't like the idea of using, like everything's chemicals, but I don't like the idea of not using a natural but people, deodorant. But people were pointing out that chemical deodorant is not proven to be bad. Yeah, it's like the empirical data. For a long time, there have been studies that said, oh, it looks like putting aluminum, you know, deodorant with aluminum that's in your antiperspirants under your armpits may contribute to breast cancer or Alzheimer's. And then... Another more recent study uh, said, no, it has nothing to do with that. But to be honest, I've just been like, I eliminated all parabens and things like that out of my just to be safe. body care like a decade ago, just to be safe. And I feel so comfortable. It's like, if I don't need mm-hmm. all these things in my body products, then, you know, I'm happier without them. But maybe we shouldn't say that something's bad if we don't know that's the thing should not say something is bad for you is questionable okay well people are questioning it people i think are questioning i think it. we can all right okay so that one is kind of a 50 50 shot we're leaning <laughs> towards the people being right on that okay drinking during breastfeeding that was another hot button issue oh man this one this one is tough because it was just this one like dragged me down and i was just feeling so overwhelmed and exhausted by this whole conversation like shane you're in on it too well basically what you were trying to do was just try to say hey if you are breastfeeding here is some information about how to do it safe and responsibly and then it seemed like some people thought you were promoting or advertising hey everyone start drinking and breastfeeding it's cool to do that Which, if you do it responsibly, I think it is cool to do it. If you have a problem or an addictive personality, uh, don't do it. But you were really talking to the people who drink anyway, right? Yeah, like I've done polls right after I had Betty. I was like, hey, do any moms or 
how many moms have had a glass of something as a breastfeeding mother. And that was to kind of gauge interest on posts like this because yeah. I know how alcohol's uh, metabolized in breast milk because I asked my OB, I asked another OB, and I asked my family doctor, and I asked some friends that know OBs or are OBs. So I feel like I have good information on it, and I know not everybody does. So I'm like, holy heck, I run a motherhood blog. Let's share information so that more people are educated on exactly how it's metabolized because people pump and dump and like you don't need to do that because I thought you were going to have to do that but that was pump and dump because maybe the milk is contaminated contaminated and it's like you have to get rid of that feeding session in order to have you know fresh milk underneath that's not how it works and because of misleading people like that it might have people making the wrong decisions and also my OB told me she's like you know what I'd so much rather have women have the occasional drink and breastfeed than not breastfeed at all. And that's Mm -hmm. formula breastfeeding, whatever, feed your baby how you do. But she was just kind of trying to illustrate that the occasional drink isn't harmful. But I guess this woman who, this was a doctor also in the comment section, I I guess she wanted you to preface everything with, it is safer not to drink than to. And I was just likening it to like in my, you know, my clapbacks aren't as well worded or as articulated <laughs> as maybe they should be. But I was just saying in sex ed class that's trying to teach students safe sex, it's not necessarily promoting sex. Mm-hmm. It's like abstinence is always 100% effective. And I think that's where we took a misstep. We didn't state that, even though it seems obvious, sometimes people need to hear that maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. But it's like, on that note, it's like, well, drinking coffee. Coffee's a stimulant. Drinking I know, co- but the issue wasn't coffee. We weren't, we weren't talking about coffee. I know, but how come then... Well, with if we did a caffeinated post, we would say uh, it's better not to drink yeah. any caffeine. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. No, um, I get it. Yeah, I'm just trying to no. really think about this, because as, like, you're not Kardashian-level famous, <laughs> but look, you just, you got to a certain point, and all of a sudden, you're this getting... Week, this week has been incredibly yeah. stressful, you guys. These criticisms were all this week and i try we well that's try why to we just have them. to be critical thinking i know and really i know uh, try to do our best here okay so this was actually a question i was going to ask on my own accord okay i had a question about the skinny confidential episode right. we did and i wanted to see your thoughts but before we recorded this i actually had a conversation about this with someone <laughs> else who had the same type of questions or feelings right. about it. so i was wondering okay so we have Rafaela on mm-hmm. and we talk about fat phobia and uh, body using, shaming body shaming using certain words and you know especially if people are in smaller bodies how they shouldn't use certain terms yeah but when we were talking to skinny you and I both were kind of talking about how we had some weight to lose or anything yeah and the last thing I want to do especially like Rafaela we have such a good relationship yep. with her we do all these pods I don't want to mold our opinions based on the guests we talk to. Yeah. So if we're talking to Lauren, we're like, oh, I'll, all I'll about. lose weight. Yeah, and then if we're talking to Rafaela, we're acting so woke and like we're yep. down with the body positive mo- movement. I was just wondering how you felt about that. All right, so um, my opinions on this and my opinions on things like that, here's the thing, I don't have, I don't have a strong opinion other than I think fat phobia is wrong whether or not i suffer from it myself mm-hmm. i want to make everybody you know our listeners our guests people i see on the street i want to make them as comfortable and happy and support their decisions and their happiness 
yet while still struggling with the fact that, yeah, I do want to lose weight right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say how much. I'm. That's how I think I'm going to, you know, keep this personal so that other people listening don't don't compare my numbers or anything with theirs. Because going into this, going into that conversation, whereas you and Lauren probably didn't think about it, I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is okay to talk about. And I No, I thought about that. it. I thought about it too. Beforehand? Like before we talked to her about it? Well, I thought, because I knew I had that question about yeah. her being called Skinny Confidential. And I wanted to talk about like just her name alone, well, which we did mention. Because she's done posts about being, you know, at a weight that she wasn't necessarily comfortable with after birth. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a mom. I'm at a weight I'm not necessarily comfortable with after giving birth. So I knew I wanted to bring it up with her. So yeah, I said. But I guess, I guess the problem here is too, if we if we are going to talk about it, mm-hmm. we should give a warning in the we future. We should give a warning, and that's what we yeah. And just a heads up, we do talk about Wells's physique at one point in referencing what the bachelor body type typically goes for, and we also talk about that in the same vein with the laughing couple interview. So just a heads up for that, because uh, we are trying to do our best here, believe it or not. You know, I'm trying to learn here. I'm trying to within reason. Mm-hmm be as appropriate and offend as less people as possible oh without getting to the point where we just can't have any fun or anything, which, yeah. you know, I, I think we can manage both. That's the thing. Like, we don't derive fun from talking about weight anyway. <laughs> so, but I think that my thought going into it was, hey, this is my experience. This is my life and this is my body. My body's different from your body. My experience is different from your experience. And other women listeners are going to know that and therefore, they're not going to compare themselves with me, which, you know, how can I speak on what they're going to do and their reactions to things? So if I did offend anybody by that discussion, I... Well, you did. No, no, I know, but I meant anybody well, else than the person. Have. Well, it's a thing. Well, so we if must I, have, you know, if, yeah. if I offended you by that discussion... Well, to those shame, you've offended. Oh, yeah. Sorry, to those... Okay, sorry, I don't. No, it's fine. I'm just. Hey, I'm not this, like the boss here. No, I'm just, I know it's it's uncomfortable, but I I'm so glad that this has come to our attention. But to those I offended with that conversation, I am truly sorry, and I feel like shit about it. The last thing I want to do, like I'm so proud that you guys are here, and I'm so honored that you're here and that you're listening to us every week. Like it means so much to me. And this is probably a lot of people's first episode. Like, um, well. <laughs> You know, we don't know if these people are here every week. Maybe to the ones that are, I guess. Thank you. But yeah, you you like having one emotional little uh, speech on each. Shane, I'm so full of emotions. I've had tears <laughs> behind my eyes since I brought up how you were being better this week, and now I'm tears in my eyes again. Okay, uh, so okay, we had sex. <laughs> we did. Uh, and this was the first time since having a baby. So it, it's a it's a big deal for any woman that's about to have sex or has had sex for the first time since having their baby. It's a big deal. Things like you think about what just happened there. You think about your vagina literally exploding outwards. And then you can't ever see like an end in sight where you want something to go back in after, you know, an eight pound baby has just come out. So it's a big step. But it, you're happy now? I'm so happy. And it kind of happened in an organic way. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I didn't know what, like, I don't know what details you're about to give. Nothing crazy. (laughs) I'm just saying it wasn't a planned thing. No, it wasn't. It was just like, kind of like how it would happen if we were dating. 
which I thought was kind of a special way to do it uh, for the first time. You know what? Everything this week has kind of fallen into place. It's like you start with one thing. You start with the puttering, reverse broken window theory, and then other things that you wanted to get fixed naturally get fixed because you want to make each other happy. I'm getting emotional again. I don't know what this is because you want to make each other happy. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's nice. Yeah, and okay, so that I wanted to... But Shane, hold on, hold on. We're not leaving that there. Yeah, go. How was it? I liked it. It was, I was worried, I guess, that maybe it wouldn't feel the same, both, and I mean for me and you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, but it seemed like old times, you know, (laughs) which is really nice, and I know how happy it makes you. It made me happy. We had uh, hooked up before that <laughs> i mean like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah you know we, we, we had hooked up without going uh, hitting a home run going around the bases you know what i'm talking about oh i think i do okay so that was like it was good it doesn't everything look so normal and like this is like any I didn't women look at it though here's the thing well any dark. women that are haven't had a baby yet and are worried about this or any people that don't aren't even thinking about kids yet and are worried about this this was a big deal for me before i ever had a kid i was like oh my god it's never gonna look normal again i will say it looks so good nice yeah i haven't had a chance to take a peek but i I don't like i'm not one of those guys who likes looking at it all right well i'm gonna make you just so that you can appreciate the female body and how it can go back to such a perfect normal state Mm -hmm. after all that stuff happens you're gonna gain an appreciation it's like fine art okay (laughs) let's see what else we got here oh cbd oils ah i'm interested i know i don't get a lot of feedback from your instagram followers but if anyone could maybe tell alex if they've tried cbd oils tell me or tell shane very curious i I feel like i've had shane daddy 83 i i feel like i've had inflammation i felt odd lately and i'm uh, i have a lot of anxiety now that i'm going back to work and just not the work itself, but just juggling everything. And it feels like a nonstop grind. So I'm yeah. hoping these CBD oils can be like a little bit of a vacation for me. I know there's no THC there's, in them. So, okay. So I really don't know anything about CBD oil. So it, are there any... Psychoactive properties? Yeah. No, I don't None. think so. Like there's like trace amounts, but so little that it's still 0.0. Okay. So it's it's truly just going to help you internally, hopefully. Yeah, I hope it... It's one of those things that I take, and whether it's placebo effect or not, it will reduce my anxiety. Does it help you sleep? Because that's something yeah, you've been like always bad with. I, yeah, I hope so. And I want my inflammation to go down because it feels like my insides are pushing against my tummy or well, something. Well, you have this. What's, What's this? That? Tinea. Yeah. Does it help stuff like that? Because that's no, like. Tinea is the least of my problems. Okay. <laughs> Tinea is just like a skin rash. Yeah, but I was wondering, because it gets bad and it gets inflamed, so I was wondering if it would help that even. Well, let's hope. By next pod, I should have tried it, and yeah, I guess I'll update you if you don't update me beforehand. Uh, but yeah, that's it for my topics. What do you think of them? No, I love it. I love it, and I think I think we did a good job, even with the one hour putting Betty to bed break. Oh, last topic. We, I can cut this if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. but Lucy's into being a princess now. Yes. Do we think it's cool to make a girl a princess? Is that like a bad precedent to set for a little girl? Because then she gets a little bossy. Oh, she's already bossy. Here's the thing. I think it depends what princess she is going to emulate. So, like, we don't want the loser princesses like Aurora, like Sleeping Beauty's a loser princess in my mind, Cinderella. Like, they have 
10 lines in their own movies and but they, they don't write the movie like what no but they don't do anything for themselves but like look Merida is a princess Moana is like a chief's daughter so is Pocahontas but you know kind of princesses so if she kind of modeled herself after them or like Elsa then those are those are pretty good stronger role models yeah sure but Mulan Lucy loves Mulan yeah yeah I'm just talking about like how we act when it's like hello princess and then we kind of act like she has some royal authority over us and she's like do we well I did I don't know how to (laughs) I don't know how to treat a princess so I've been like hi your majesty and she's like get me a snack and I'm like there you go your majesty but she doesn't know that princesses have servants and things so that's like us putting it on her and that's like us contextualizing princess I the only way I know is to be subservient (laughs) <laughs> and like when we were at the cottage, you know, we oh, tr- your mom created this whole room for her and palace. she really got on a power trip. Your mom turned the bathroom into a palace. I think it's more of like uh, the fantasy aspect that she likes and having all the lights and having a little bit of attention. I honestly, where we are with her right now, where it's, you know, we have a lot of work to do. We have a new baby. I have no problem being letting her boss me around for that. 20 minutes that where I don't look at myself one even once and whatever the the 20 minute miracle 10 minute miracle however long you want to do it for I don't mind so you don't think these characteristics will take her into adulthood <laughs> I hope not okay but I mean we'll introduce her to princess Diana very giving very loving there's there's lots of princesses that she could take after <laughs> here's time magazine Lucy. <laughs> okay yeah good well let's get into the show because this is, this is a good one. Again, you'll get used to the audio, okay? Um, <laughs> here's our interview with the extremely charming and funny and all-around great guy, Wells Adams. But first, I'd like Alex to tell me who we're supported by. We are supported by Mini Miosh. Mini Miosh is a premium, organic, ethically made and sustainable kids and babies clothing company founded and created in Toronto. They have the best basics for your littles and the best wardrobe stables that are kind of investment pieces. Lucy has never looked cuter. She has never looked cuter. Like she looks like a little adorable rascally grown-up. It it just photographs so nice. It does. Like it does honestly. No they're the perfect Instagram clothes. Yeah I feel very cool when I'm out with Lou in those uh, duds. I, I definitely agree. They truly are the best basics and the nicest thing about it is that the quality of the mini miosh clothes i mean you could just see with your eyes and the second you feel them you can tell but they're going to be great by the time betty grows into them too their organic cotton fabrics are knit and dyed locally using gots certified organic cotton and low impact non-toxic dyes and unlike most apparel companies they don't ship or receive product in unnecessary plastic do you remember what ours came in shane it looks so cute no it just came in like a paper bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. It yeah, it was adorable. wrapped very beautifully. Yeah, everything. Everything they do start to finish, you can see the quality in it. And they also offer an in-store, and they also offer an in-store donation upcycle program at their two downtown Toronto locations where you can bring in your gently used kids' clothing and you can receive a discount on your in-store purchase or on your online order. So it's really awesome. And Mini Miosh definitely believes in quality over quantity. You can find the company online at minimiosh.com or at minimiosh on Facebook or Instagram. How do you spell mini miosh? Mini miosh. M-I-N-I M-I-O-C-H-E. And if you use the promo code ThisFamilyTree15, you're going to get 15% off your order. That sounds good to me, but we are also supported by... Routine. Deodorant is a tricky thing. The chemical kind is questionable, 
and the natural deodorants you've tried probably make you smell a little more unsavory than your own natural smell. I agree with that. You've smelled me lately, and I don't smell pretty, do no, I? No, this, this deodorant, it's seriously amazing. And I think the secret's out on this because when we posted about it, it got like a <laughs> hundred million thousand DMs and stuff. Oh, everybody was fascinated by it because I took it out for a test run, put it on in the morning, and I'm a stinky postpartum woman, went for a long walk, did a little exercise, and had Shane sniff the old armpits at the end of the day, and the verdict was that you loved it. I didn't say I loved it, but it's good. <laughs> I wasn't stinky. No. That's the point. And honestly, that's something that I don't find in natural deodorants often. So routine is so effective because their base is made with antimicrobial ingredients and cool stuff like dietary magnesium, which releases your armpits from the burden of the stress sweats. If and you, nothing is worse than a stress sweat. Eh? Oh my God, it's the stinkiest I feel like I get that worse than anyone you in the do. world. You do. Shane, you should try my deodorant. Can, can men use it? Of course. Oh. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was just for women. No, deodorant is gender neutral. Sometimes it's pH balance for women. Yeah, I don't think this is pH balance. I just think this is just natural goodness. And we'll try it. This will be our next thing. We'll try it. You can give a review. So go on, check out routinecream.com or at routinecream on Instagram to see which one works best for you. And if you use promo code thisfamilytree10, you're going to get 10% off your entire order, no product exclusions, and one use per customer. And now enjoy our interview with Wells Adams. Wells, happy would-be wedding week. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> no one knew that until a couple hours ago, really. But uh, I was moving the Peloton around a couple days ago, and you know the three-pound weight? I don't know if you have a Peloton, but there's three-pound <laughs> weights in the, in the back on the ass end of the Peloton. I was moving it around, and one of the three-pound weights fell, slammed into my big toe, shot a lightning bolt of pain right through my asshole, and I'm pretty sure it's broken. And so with COVID and, uh, <laughs> you know, just the world in general falling apart, and then this happened. I'm just, I think God just was like, 2020 is not your year, kid. <laughs> no. No. And just to clarify, that's your toe that's probably broken, not your asshole, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> Everything from like the tits down is pretty numb. Yeah. I don't think you can break an asshole. I'm not you a doctor. Can, I just had a baby and mine definitely broke a little bit. You can tear an asshole. Yes. Yeah. I'd say that's breaking. But well, so are there any plans to reschedule? What's going on with that? <laughs> Wedding's just off, yeah, forever. <laughs> I mean, I think really now it's like, let's just see how this all works itself out. You know, because who knows how long this is going to last. You know, when it, when it originally started, we were like, we kind of held out hope. And then as you know, we flattened the curve. We're like, maybe it's a possibility. And then we did like the total American thing where we just made shit worse. And, uh, and so who knows? It might be... 2025 i don't even know guys we'll would, see. You, would you do an engagement that long like would you be one of those people who are like permanently engaged well i want uh, i want our rich friends at the wedding yeah. all right because <laughs> chris harrison and ty burrell you know what they need to ante up we need some real good shit off the registry i would say so because i was gonna suggest eloping but now that you make that point mm -hmm. eloping would be an idiot idea because then you don't, right. you don't get any of that. Yeah, because with a celebrity wedding, you make out quite handedly. Oh, sorry. We have a baby uh, right here, Wells. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Working in COVID. Yeah, sorry. She's <laughs> breastfeeding right now. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I'm not sure you're, if you're aware of this, uh, if your manager told you, but we had actually planned on naming our son after you. 
with the name Wells. Did you know that? Yeah, he mentioned that to me. It's weird because it's become a popular name. And I don't know if it's all me, but I think that like I saw that there was a rise in that name over the past couple of years, which is crazy mm -hmm. because I have only met like two other Wellses in my entire life. And then a lot of people DM me being like, hey, we're thinking about naming our son Wells. What do you think? And then I have to go like through this like long diatribe of like, why like I hated the name at first and why I love it now. <laughs> and what's even weirder is that my sister had a kid a couple years ago and was like, "Hey, is it okay if I use Wells?" So now there's two Wells in the family. There's really there's that's insane. You spat reality TV Wells, and then there's <laughs> baby Wells. <laughs> I don't think anybody would call you a douchebag, and that's part of the reason that we wanted to use your name, because we're like, okay, of all the guys on The Bachelor, Shane got me obsessed with it, by the way. I did not want to go anywhere near the show initially, and now I'm obsessed myself. But if any of the guys on the show, like, we weren't going to go with Jordan, you know? So Wells definitely stood out as the least douchebaggy name that the show offered. Well, not name, but just the person. Wells, you were, you were a different type of Bachelor contestant, and I actually wanted to get into that. Now, I know your brother was originally selected. Does your brother look like you? Is he more of like a slim style of hunk? Typically, the Bachelor goes for, you know, more buff hunks. You're more of like the DiCaprio, like mid-90s style bod. Thank you so much. I'm already on their podcast. You don't even butter me up anymore. Uh, no, he, it's funny. He's like, he is the good looking one in the family. He was a model and, uh, he was like, he tried to be an actor for a while and he's like the most outgoing and gregarious person I've ever met. Uh, he's still like my best friend and he's the best man in my wedding. And if it ever happens <laughs> and, uh, but he is taller than me. He's like six, I'm just like six foot. He's like six, two, six, three. So he is a little lengthier than me, but he's, much older. He's 13 years older. He's the oldest and I'm the youngest in the family. So it's it's weird because, you know, I, I didn't really know my brother growing up because, you know, by the time I was six or seven, he was off of college. And then we've kind of had this, you know, like reuniting of friendship and brotherhood like later on in life. But he would have been so good on the show. He would have won the show. 100%. Or he'd really? have been the bachelor. 100%. Does he have your sense of humor or is he a more like uh, earnest kind of sentimental type of personality that they typically cast he's more romantic than i am right. he's like a he's a fantastic cook he's like super I, we're both add but uh he's like a clean freak he's like the mm -hmm. good add like clean and neat and uh everything's gotta be taken care of but he's also like the oldest the big brother so he's always the one that's like kind of in charge in our family but he's funny i think that my sense of humor is maybe it's such like, I don't know how many kids you guys have, but like the birth order thing is so real, you yeah. know, like the baby of the family gets away with murder, thinks they're hilarious, but has to be the loudest because no one was ever listening to them because there was so much other stuff going on. Like, I'm always trying to get attention. So did you mention how many kids are in your family? I'm the youngest of five. Oh, jeez. Wow. And I have uh, nine. I think I have nine nieces and nephews. I, oh my I, at God. this like once we got past seven, I was like, I don't know, there's a lot of them. So is this a religious so, thing or are your parents just like kids or <laughs> my dad's an OBGYN, so he's just like super into vagina. <laughs> and, uh, is he really? He's <laughs> familiar with the territory. Nice. So w your brother's 13 years older than you. He got you into The Bachelor. I'm assuming it was a much earlier season because typically they, they weren't casting people almost 40. 
he was going to be one of the older people on the show. But it, it was like at this point now, probably like 11, 12 years ago, it was a casting director like saw him in a bar, he, like his bar in L.A., his bar called Pews in Santa Monica. And like uh, he was just there holding court and like like he does every time he goes to Pews and some casting director came up and was like this just sounds so weird i've been watching you for the past hour and like everyone is drawn to you everyone you know is buying you drinks everyone loves you i think you'd be great on this show and he went through the entire process it, it takes so long you know like from from tip to tail to like get through all of the casting stuff and by the time his time came to go to the show he was like hey i just met somebody i, I don't think this is gonna work and he ended up marrying her so wow. it, you know, it worked for him Good for him, but yes. but still, is he like seeing what happened to you? Is he jealous at all? And like most people, after the show's over, it's, they're kind of done. But you actually became more yeah. famous after the show. I feel like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely used the thing was that I was in the entertainment industry before the show. I had I had like three radio shows in Nashville, so I was able to like kind of parlay all that kind of stuff into other stuff, which was nice. Which I'm not sure if he would have been able to do. Just because he wasn't in that field, I guess. Right. Um, I would say, like, I don't think that because he's got a great life and everything's working out for him. But he definitely gets to benefit from, like, the coolest <laughs> crap that I get to do. Because he's always my plus one for stuff, right. you know, like always. If I get sent free stuff, I make sure that he gets the free stuff mm -hmm. as well. Like he comes over and hangs out at our pool. All it's, you know, like he's living the dream. He doesn't have to. Mm -hmm have like crap us weekly you know <laughs> articles written about him and he still gets to go you know to the the fake wedding that we threw you know over the weekend and he doesn't right. have to build his own swimming pool which is probably the biggest plus of all of that but i want to say like you are popping up everywhere like you were just in i don't know how to say this we're canadian so is it la quinta or la quinta where the new season of bachelorette is being filmed so I guess I saw that there was some paparazzi picture. It looked like me, but I don't like know. You. So I mean, you may be popping up there, but like you are constantly, it seems like on the go. And I was just saying to Shane before the interview that it seems like so much fun to be a part of this kind of bachelor fraternity in a sense where you're all kind of always working and always busy together. It looks like a hell of a fun time, but are you able to enjoy that through how mm -hmm. busy it is? I mean, I love it. I like to stay busy. And for like, for the most part with what I do with The Bachelor, really, I only do one show, which is, which is Paradise and I bartend. And it's the front row seat to the best fire <laughs> you could ever watch. And it's a great view. Like, it's beautiful where we film. So like for a month out of my year, I get to go work. I'm doing air quotes, uh, for all, everyone listening. I get to go work in Mexico for, you know, for a month. And the food's like, I love Mexico. The food's good. The, the entertainment is just second to none because everyone's a crazy person. <laughs> um, so I love it. You know, like all the other little stuff is is really fun. I, I don't have a whole lot to do with, you know, with Bachelorette and, and mm -hmm. The Bachelor. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Obviously, it's, it's a weird little incestual world, actually, yeah. that like all the bachelor people live in and they all screw each other. And, <laughs> and so I've kind of like stepped out of, uh, of that part of it, but I still <laughs> am friends with a lot of people. So it's always good to like get together and, and hang out and, and be silly on TV. And what are the different rules from being an employee when you're the bartender versus being a contestant on Bachelor in Paradise? There's, yeah, there's liability uh, on my part, which is actually quite terrifying because I'm 
the one serving right. them alcohol. With alcohol comes bad decisions. <laughs> so they can't be overserved. Yeah. So, I, the, you know, the rules for me is I have to make sure that everyone doesn't get too crazy and, and, uh, and do stupid stuff. So that's tough, um, but uh, it's a fun role to play, I guess. And everyone now, at the beginning, I think everyone was just like, don't tell me what to do. And now I've done so many of those seasons where I'll be like, hey, man, drink mm-hmm. a water real quick or take a Gatorade, like take a hot lap around the beach for a second. And, uh, you know, you don't want to be that guy on the show. And so people uh, have started to listen to, which is mm-hmm. which is nice. And at the end of the day, I'm just looking out for everyone because no one wants to look like an asshole on TV. As funny as it is, I guess, to watch, like even the producers don't want that. Like mm-hmm. they, they don't want the show isn't about people getting drunk. The show's about love. So yeah, liability is the rule that I or the thing that I have to worry about when I'm on that. So you're kind of like the sage advice giver behind the bar right now. Sorry again for this baby. Have you ever given? I imagine bad and good advice, but what's the worst piece of advice that you've given somebody on the show that they went through with? <laughs> uh, well, I convinced Derek to come on last season and uh, it didn't work out well for him. But yeah, I mean, it didn't, it didn't. Like, he got dumped a couple times, uh, but, like, America loved him afterwards. So I don't know. Uh, that, was, that was bad advice they gave before the show. And literally, the advice was, we filmed a season, yeah, we had filmed a season there together already as we did bartender. And he was like, man, I don't know if I should do this. And I was like, if nothing else, dude, we get to eat tacos and drink tequila on the beach for a month, bro. Like, let's go. Because he's, he's like my best friend of the show. And he's like, you know what? All right, let's do that. And then, <laughs> and then he dates Demi, who like leaves him for, for someone else that's like not even in Bachelor Nation. Uh, and... And then, like, he goes after Tasha, then John Paul Jones <laughs> goes and roasts him over the fire. And, you know, <laughs> my advice is the right advice. It's never turned down. Unless, like, you're going to get engaged, my advice is never turn down a date. Because those dates are awesome. Yeah. Like, even if you don't like the person, like, sea doing or going parasailing or, you know, riding ATVs up in the mountains and jumping off a, a waterfall and then eating, you know, tacos while... Um, fireworks like you don't like that person so every person comes to me and they're like should i go on this date and i'm like dude it's the dumbest question ever go unless you're getting there go on the date because it's gonna be fun you know and you're responsible then for all of the entertainment from the last season by convincing derek to go on the show so we personally thank you because that was a hell of a season (laughs) and so that being said if they ask you for the next 20 years i'm assuming bachelor in paradise is never going to stop being on the air Will you be there every year they ask you? Uh, yes. I mean, as long as they want me there, I'll do it. I love that show. It's so much fun to do. I've become like so close with production and all the behind the scenes folks, which is, is really, I mean, I came from the radio world, the production world. Mm-hmm. So like I was always more interested in the sound guys and what they were doing and everything. So it's just such a really fun show to do. And if you ask me personally, I think it's the best of the three, like hands down. Oh yeah. Because it just doesn't take itself too seriously. And, and yes, it is love, but at the end of the day, like love and relationships also are like silly and goofy and fun and funny. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's like all encompassing. And also, I think the track record is a little bit better than the other two shows. Like people get married and they have kids from that show. Yeah. Paradise works. It's just adult camp. It's just a bunch of idiots running around. It's just like if you went to like some hedonism resort. <laughs> 
I actually have a friend who used to go to adult camps very similar to Paradise, except there were no cameras. So if you could imagine what Paradise would be like without cameras and all of the shit that would go on there, this guy would go through and he loved it. But I can guarantee nobody came out married. Maybe a few pregnancies, but no marriages. Now, what are some of the things that you aren't allowed to tell us? Like, could you tell us those things? (laughs) What things? The things you're not allowed to tell us. And sorry, what I mean by that is just to clarify the question. Can you reveal to us things that you're not allowed to reveal? Not the things themselves, but the things you're told not to reveal. Does that make sense? If I'm not supposed to reveal it, then I can. I'm not supposed to reveal it. No, no, no. No, I know it's confusing. But can you tell us what they say? Oh, these are the things you're not allowed to reveal. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Yes, I mean... I think it's, you know, everyone, you have to sign an NDA uh, mm-hmm. about, like, what happens. You don't want to spoil the show. Like, you know, there's a bunch of these, like, people that, like, try to spoil the show, and I hate them so much. Why, like, just watch, wait yeah. for the show. Like, I don't understand. Like, you got to know before the show happens. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I would never want to do that. And I remember when I was on the show, my family really wanted to know what happened. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you. I-, I will tell you if I think things are like portrayed incorrectly or edited poorly. But for the most part, I want you to like experience it with eyes unclouded because, and also like a lot of stuff happens that doesn't make air. And if I were to tell people about that stuff, then they might be disappointed that they didn't see it because it didn't make air. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I I will always tell you if I think the show is good or not. Mm -hmm. It's very evident if you think the show is going to be good or not, Mm -hmm. or like when things get good, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Chris Harrison stuff will be like it's dramatic like it's most <laughs> dramatic I will admit when I think that that stuff right okay Wells we're just gonna take a quick break to remind our listeners that we are supported by the bear home the bear home makes all natural products that are safe for you your home and the planet they've got all-purpose cleaners dish soap hand soap laundry detergent and wool dryer balls and it's the best smelling products I've ever oh my smelled. God. Oh my God, it is. I am a soap addict though. (laughs) Shane Shane is a soap snob and he really hasn't found anything to replace the one he liked from like 10 years ago. Well, when I find something, I just like to stick with it forever. And then my old soap went away. I could never find anything (laughs) good again. And then we found the bear home through your mom. Yes. Thank you, Lorna. And now it is my favorite new soap of all time. It is. And Shane's go-to scent with the Bear Home is the bergamot and lime. I like the bergamot and blood orange, but everything is beautiful. And all of their products is really great. They come in refillable glass bottles. So you can buy these convenient at-home refill boxes that give you six times the amount that you'll need. So you can just keep refilling and doing good for the environment. So refilling reduces the use of single-use plastics. Which at this point in time, I think we can all appreciate and I got to say, Shade, I'm feeling a little weird because we lent our bergamot and blood orange hand soap to our neighbor today. And she was, <laughs> this is a true story. She was supposed, she wanted to try it and she said she'd give it back. She hasn't given it back yet. No, what happened? She probably likes it too much. No, but it's, what, seriously, what happened? I think she likes it too much. And it's so easy to understand because the Bear Home truly is an amazing product that we can get behind. And Sherry, if you're listening to this, <laughs> return the soap, please. <laughs> They're all scented using 100% organic essential oils. They're biodegradable and best but not least, they're made in Canada. So if you want to check out The Bear Home, go to thebearhome.ca. That's B-A-R-E home. 
and use the promo code thisfamilytree20 to get 20% off. And neighbor Sherry seriously bring the soap back. And now back to our interview with Wells Adams. So being in a relationship now, it's got to have a different vibe when you go to paradise. Like I, if Shane was going to say, okay, I'm going to leave for a month, go hang on a beach with a bunch of really hot, drunk people. But there's cameras. If you cheat, you're going to get caught. Well, cameras aren't rolling in every room, and especially when you're the bartender. So I Mm -hmm. would be like, yeah, right. I'm fucking coming because I couldn't stand that. Does Sarah get to go? Does she want to go? Is she cool with you going? Or are there any questions? Well, first of all, any girl that wants to hit on me on national television, knowing the wrath and the power of Sarah Hyland. Good luck, sister, because you are about to enter a world of pain of which you would never, ever expect. She might be like 5'2", but she is terrifying. So that's so dumb if you were to try to do that. Also, no one on that show is ever going to be as hot as Sarah. So it's ridiculous to think there would be any temptation. She's also just a huge fan of the show. Like That's how I was able to wrangle such a babe. So she has been invited every year and that we've been together. She has never come, but it's always been because, like, if you're filming a movie or a television mm-hmm. show, usually the insurance companies are like, they put a lot of money, I'm talking about Sarah, they put a lot of money into that investment. Right. Going to a, a Mexico and something bad could happen on your off weekend mm-hmm. is not something that they're super pumped about. So it's always been like when she's on doing other things, where they're like, no, you're doing a movie right now. So <laughs> no, you're not going to Mexico to go hang out on a reality TV set. She was going to come this year. That was like, because of modern it ended. She didn't have anything going on in June. And I'm bummed because it is a fun set to be on. Yeah. And it's so much different than the sets that she's used to. Like there's no green room to go like wait around. You just go sit at the bar and you just wait for <laughs> to come down, you know? Now, would you like it if she was down there or would it kind of mess with your vibe or would it add to it for you? Well, she would never be on set mainly mm. because they can't afford her to be on that show. <laughs> I, I think it would be cool for her to like would want to give her a tour of like the set and mm-hmm. the resort because you you see it on TV but then when you're there in real life it's it's just different and and weirder and kind of more exciting. It's not like a soundstage where you're like wow they built this in a hangar you know it's yeah. like oh this is this is a real place. It films in this little town called Sayulita which is the dopest little spot in all. Of, I love this town. It's like this like little bohemian Mediterranean hippie hipster surf town where the food's amazing it's so it feels so safe there um you can walk around the town in like 20 minutes i love this little town so i've been wanting her to experience the town so no for are, sure. are you and the former bartender george on good terms because it seems like he might be pissed to see old <laughs> wellsy boy taking his his job uh yes yeah, jorge in spanish george oh. jorge <laughs> I can't read Wells. That was the thing I wanted to open this with. What's funny is I watched the show, but I'm terrible with names. He, he terrible. is really brutal with names. Like, incredibly. Like, my own daughter that we just had. Mind yeah. you, she's only a month old. I forget her name. You don't know her that well. But the question stands, and I will re-edit my uh, asking of it. Jorge, how pissed was he when you took his job? Not at all. So... The way that that worked, Jorge's still a part of the show and a part of the franchise. The way that it worked was that Jorge was originally just a bartender at that resort, at uh, Playa Escondida. And they just like started sprinkling him into the show. And then he left work. He was no longer an employee of the resort. And that's when they brought me in. And he went to start his own tourism company where he like kind of like shows people around Sayulita. 
And so now he's basically uh, a date host. He owns this company called Jorge's Jorge's, which is an amazing name. And then, you know, if, if they do go do ATVing up in the mountains or they go ride, you know, white stallions on the beach, uh, he's like the one who's like setting it up mm-hmm. and like lead the tour. So he kind of got a little bit of a, he got promoted to Hell be fair. Yeah. Like he moved up and then like I took over his job. That's amazing. One day maybe you can host your own uh, Mexican tour company there, Wells. The dream is still alive. But I was curious because you said that uh, it's because of the show that you were able to wrangle a babe like Sarah. And I know that it kind of happened through Twitter. So we actually met officially through Tinder. No, we didn't. Well, kind like, of. we got going on Tinder after we met in person. But... You know, there is magic in these social media apps, dating apps, things like that. And I'm curious, who slid into whose DMs first? Oh, I slid into her DMs, but she tweeted about me first. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's... The tweet could be innocent. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, they, and they were from what I but saw. But it's yeah. an olive branch tweet. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it is awkward to slide into, especially someone who's so uh, famous as Sarah, to just slide into her DMs might be a little creepy without that little, like, I see you type thing, right? Yeah, I, was, I think just the fact that she knew who I was, I was excited about that. <laughs> and yeah, she was just she was pumped that I was going to be the bartender. Like, it was like when it was announced that I was going to mm. be the bartender. Mm-hmm. She liked that, and she also tweeted about me. I think like on the Mentel all, I said something. I like referenced Lord of the Flies and Harry Potter, and she tweeted just like, "Oh, you know, who knew it? People from the Bachelor can read." <laughs> uh, which, and then, yeah, she tweeted about me being the bartender, and then I tweeted back to her, and I think we went back and forth for a while, and then finally I slid in. It was a long, drawn-out process because, you know, the way that Hollywood works is you kind of don't announce that you've, like, split up with someone for a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was, I was talking to her, and she was kind of dating another actor, and they hadn't announced that they had broken up, and I remember my sister was like, bro, she's got a boyfriend, like, Either, like, don't be that guy or, like, you are, like, way misreading these signals. And I was like, oh, I'm totally misreading this. <laughs> like, I got to stop talking to her for a little bit because I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, I, I and I, and I would kind of feel silly and stupid. And n- now, like, hearing the story back, she was like, I was single. And I was like, this asshole has stopped his ghost. And, like, who does he think he is? <laughs> and then when it was announced that she had become single, then I, I think I was like, oh, hey, da, 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 hello, how's it going? And I had to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were still, I thought I was being the nice guy. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So knowing kind of who she was, because she's a public figure and, you know, same goes for her and like looking at you, did you kind of envision what it would be like you guys being together and then you say, okay, this is going to work. This is going to be my girlfriend. I know this is going to be a good thing. Well, it it was like a long process. It was like over, I don't know, six months. First of all, I was living in Nashville when we first started talking. So we did like long distance for however, I mean, it was a long time where I, luckily I was having to do a lot of work out in Los Angeles. And when she was off, um, she would fly out to see me in Nashville. So we were doing the long distance thing for a long time. And I was just kind of like waiting for my contract, I heart to expire. And then my plan was to come out here. It was all like long before I even met her, my plan was to come out here. And so we kind of did the long distance thing. So we got, we got to kind of like play it slow for a long time. Mm-hmm. Also, the first like two months of us, of us talking, she got a, a kidney transplant. Yeah. And was in the hospital and had like a lot of downtime. So 
she, she had a lot, a lot of time to talk to me, which was nice, I guess. Yeah, I actually saw a quote that she was talking on Ellen or a show like that, and she was saying how she didn't realize that you could fall in love with somebody without getting intimate first. Mm. And I want to ask you, because you work on a show that's all about getting intimate, especially on Paradise, before falling in love, and the love, if there is any kind of trails after and you guys fell in love obviously during this really tough time for her and then experienced everything after so I was wondering like do you think that there's a more effective way to start a relationship kind of having done both I mean obviously I think both ways work it's funny like when I think she did that interview with Ellen or whoever it was it was it sounded like this like new age idea but like that's how it used to be is that yeah. you would like court someone and date them for a while and then yeah. get to know them it's like we reinvented the wheel I mean obviously I think it, it can work both ways for us it was very much like an emotional connection mm -hmm. and like finding you know that kind of cheesy line of like your the heart's counterpoint another like it very much felt right and also like to say like we weren't intimate like we hooked up but like it wasn't it was you know you tell didn't us. go all the way <laughs> tell all <No. laughs> yeah you know you know it, it wasn't like we had never kissed before you know <laughs> we knew that there was chemistry i guess is what yeah. i'm trying to say Right. And so obviously Sarah was a big star, but were you a modern family fan? I mean, I think everyone in America between the ages of like 15 and mm -hmm. 50 are fans of modern family. It's like, you know, there's like Friends and Frasier and Cheers and Seinfeld and The Office and Modern mm -hmm. Family. Like, you know, they're, they're yeah. a big, big bang. There's only a couple of shows that have run for that long and been that successful. So, yeah, I was. It's so funny because I remember one of my first places in Nashville I was just out of college I was like waiting tables and like moonlighting at a radio station and my roommate and I were watching Modern Family and I'm a couple years older than her and we were watching Modern my roommate turned to me and he was like how old do we think the the, old, the oldest <laughs> sister is and I, I don't know man <laughs> we gotta look it up before we say anything weird yeah yeah she you looks know, so much younger we Googled it and she was 19 and, you know, we were like 23 or 22 or whatever. And we were like, okay, it's okay to say that she's hot, right? Like, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when we start, first started dating, I texted that roommate and I was like, you're never going to believe who I'm dating right now. But uh, do you remember this one time watching Modern Family? And we both were like, she's hot, but I don't know if we're allowed to say that right now. And he's like, I remember that. <laughs> Is she starstruck when she meets you because she's a, a fan yeah. of The Bachelor? I understand she watched it for many years with her mom growing up and everything. And that was one of the biggest shows also in the world. So is it kind of equal playing field when you meet? Oh, I can't believe I'm on a date with Wells and you're feeling the same way about her? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Uh, well, our first date ever was at this party, and it's, we've talked about it a lot, but it's an interesting story, I suppose. Uh, we, we had this, this party called the Night Before the Emmys party, and every famous person in every great television show or every great movie or is at this one party, and everyone wants to be there, and it's a very cool thing, and there's no press, like, kind of everyone's at the guard down. So she invited, she was like, I've got a plus one, you, you want to come to this party, and I didn't really know what I was walking into, and so we walk in there, and it was crazy. It was like, I remember seeing the kids from Stranger Things and everyone from Game of Thrones and oh Westworld was there, like everyone from Modern, like it, you know, the Big Bang. I, the first person I walked into is Joel McHale. The second person I walked into was Johnny Galecki. Like 
it was absolutely insane. But I come from this radio world where I was interviewing all these famous musicians. So I wasn't like super like starstruck or like taken aback. I was just like, whoa, I did not know this was the party I was coming to. You know, like looking back, I wonder if it was a little like, uh, let's see if this kid can swim type of situation mm-hmm. with her and like, let's see how he does. But I do remember what was kind of interesting was for me in Hollywood, I'm definitely a, what's the right word? I'm a novelty to a lot of like real famous people. Yeah. <laughs> all fans of the show but like they don't consider me and as they shouldn't like on their level of like badassery <laughs> but they all are like hold on you got tell me about Derek and Demi and you know <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome and so I walked in there and I remember there was a lot of people that came up to me because I was just novelty to them and there was no other reality TV people there mm-hmm. like that's like not what this party is and so I remember a lot of people coming up to me and ask me questions and then I remember one of the robots from Westworld, I was talking to her and I was like, I was just like so into Westworld at that time. And she was like, who'd you come here with? And I was like, oh, Sarah. And she was like, maybe you should shut the fuck up and go talk to her. And I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> and I was, I was like, good looking out. She's like, you're welcome. Uh, I remember she was like, everyone wants me to because they want to ask you questions about Paradise. Like, yeah. <laughs> who's the most famous person who's ever wanted to like bro down about The Bachelor with you? Um... Well, like Sarah went on Fallon and he like freaked out. He was like, I love Wells. He's the bartender. He's funny. And I'm like watching and be like, what? Jimmy Fallon knows who I am? Well, a bunch of people from Shameless was like super in to the to Bachelor. And I was like, really? Shameless? <laughs> you think of that show as like gritty and so funny. And I was like, really? You guys are into Chris Harrison? <laughs> You can't not be. Once you start, you can't not be. But obviously, it went well with Sarah. You swam. You survived it. And things are going super well as you guys had the anniversary of what would have been your wedding day. But when did you guys know that, all right, this is the person I want to marry? She says it was after that party, that uh, like the first, part, the first date we went on, when uh, we were all dancing. And so it was like all her friends. Who, by, her, by the way, all her friends are famous actresses. So <laughs> and she was like getting down. She was like feeling herself and she had a like a clutch or whatever and she was trying to do some moves and I was like, here, let me hold your purse so you can like, I don't even know what you're trying to do here, but get it going. And she says that she knew and I, like, I guess I showed like no ego about Aww. like holding her purse and like letting her twerk in the middle of the dance floor. I was just like, I want to see what these moves look like. So, like, I want you to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and then for me, it was that same party we were driving. She gave me a ride back. She had, like, a like a car service. Mm-hmm. And I was staying at a hotel because I was, like, presenting at this dog award show, which is so on band. And uh, she was like, I'll just give you a ride home. Yeah, the Hero Dog Awards with uh, Danny Official from Topanga uh, nice. from uh, Boy Meets World. It was a crazy night. And... And so we were driving back home, and I remember our, our driver's name was Derek, and not, not Derek from Paradise, but uh, different Derek, and we were making out, and I was like, Derek, let's do a hot lap. Let's not uh, stop <laughs> at the uh, Beverly Hills Hilton just yet. So so it wasn't the, the twerking moves that made you say, all right, this is it. This girl can twerk. I'm in for the long haul. It was the makeout in the car. That's respectable. For me, it was the car. For her, it was me <laughs> holding her purse. <laughs> what, Sarah, obviously, she had the uh, kidney transplant. This was her second kidney transplant, I believe. Did Do you think that escalated your relationship, pushed it forward maybe an, an extra year because that the fear of maybe something going terribly wrong made you guys that much closer? Um, No, but it made us, I guess, like, I don't know, 
both shoved our everyone's mortality in our faces, mm. I suppose. But not really. I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I think that for me, I knew what I wanted, and then when I when I found what I wanted, I was like, "This is it for me." And I think the same for her. It would be very awkward to bail if you weren't feeling it, and she was going into that situation, be like, "Ah." Eh. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> But luckily that didn't happen. I always say like, there's going to be a time when like, I'm going to be fucked and I'm going to need like you to wait on me and, and, uh, you know, like bring me pudding. So, uh, I just, I put in my work early so that down the line, she's going to have to help me out. I hear you. There you go. And did we have, oh, I, I, sorry. Yeah. Did we have the, oh, you wanted to play that. I want, I wanted to play a game. Okay, I have another book. You uh, kill time for one second. All right. Sorry, Wells. So I told our listeners that we were going to be chatting tonight. And I said, what is the one thing that you guys would want to ask Wells if you could? Everybody wants to know if you guys are going to make one day, if it's in the cards, adorable kids, or if that's something that you guys don't want to go near. Um, And I know we talk a lot about endometriosis on this podcast. Shane's stepmom has it. And our last guest, uh, suffered from it as well and is that something that comes into play at this point in your relationship like does that get talked about early on or is that something that's you know discussed later maybe when more serious discussions come into play no i think that's a good discussion to have before you decide yeah. to get married no, yeah, but want to do. some people don't yeah no yeah we want to have kids i think that, I mean, luckily sarah's much younger than than i am so i don't think super pressing yeah eventually we're gonna have so i mean i'm the youngest of five kids so like i like I want to have a like a bigger family, but I also think that like adopting would be cool too. Yeah, because all my family's genes out there, mm-hmm. so like uh, you know we, <laughs> we don't need any more of this idiot gene, genome. What would have been our son Wells? I miscarried, so mm. adoption was a a big topic of conversation for us. So that's something that we definitely talk about. Uh, so how many kids are we talking here? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have the talk, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, uh, so Alex wanted to play a game. Uh, <laughs> so this is basically, uh, this is terrible. It was called Rose or Blows. Uh, and the I guess the premise is if something's the cool thing to do, you say give the rose. And if it sucks or blows, you say it blows. Now, what do you think of splitting the bill on a date? Um, how far into dating are we? Let's say it's the the first date, yeah, and it's just you're presenting yourself as like, "Hey, I'm a, I believe in women's lib, all that." Yeah, I still say blows. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I guess I'm old fashioned in that sense. I think you should buy your dinner on the first date, but I do think that like, uh, especially like I, there was a time in which I was poor and I was also dating a poor person, and mm-hmm. so we were both like penny pinching. <laughs> I remember like kind of in the middle of our relationship, it it was good to go. Is it Dutch? Dutch. Whatever you yeah. kind of put, you will split it. Yeah. So, and also in yeah. the age of women's lib, she could also just say, "Okay, I'm going to cover this." So I yeah. say one person covers it. It's just you know, you make your move. You decide who's going to do that. Yeah, I, I agree. How cool you're going to be. Now I'm guilty of this next one. Uh, saying the first "I love you" drunk. What do you think of that? Oh, uh, yeah, that's um, that's a blow. <laughs> oh, Not oh. a good one. Who said I love you first with you guys? I did. And you were and sober. And you were dead sober? I think so, yeah. I was sober. Uh, it was fun. And, like, I think this, I can't, she could tell you better. I think I said it, 
And then she was like, I'm going to need some time to respond to that. <laughs> what oh, was no. your reaction? How do you react to that? That's not good. And then like 15 minutes later, she was like, all right, I'm in. And I was like, in those 15 minutes, what went on in your brain? No. Did she do that intentionally to make you sweat? No, it was just really early in the relationship. It, it was like, it wasn't like a thing where she was waiting for me to say it. It was like, whoa, okay, interesting. What are your thoughts on jealousy traps? Now, Alex is guilty of this. And what I mean by that is when we were dating early on, she we would go to a party and she would kind of act like she wasn't all that interested in me and almost act like she was interested in someone else at the party. And this really hurt my feelings. I didn't like it, but it maybe is a smart move. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> it did yeah. make me want her more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it worked. The problem mm-hmm. is it works. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of blows because if you, you know, if you want to play games, then, you know, that means you probably don't want to be in a serious relationship, but it definitely works. Guys are so simple. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Guys are idiot simpletons and women can just manipulate us, you know, up and down the floor. So see, I wish, I wish I didn't do that. But at the same time, I do have a baby drinking milk out of my boobs right now. So it did work and it was incredibly successful. Yes. It did. Uh, (laughs) Now, what are your thoughts on the man not driving? So, like, for instance, she drove herself to the hospital. To give birth. To to give birth. Because she didn't want me to drive. Why were you driving? I don't like when he drives. I feel more comfortable with myself behind the wheel. Yeah, I'm a bad parker. I'm an anxious person. I have high, high anxiety, and she doesn't like that energy behind the wheel. I like being the car captain. But what are your thoughts on that? Should the man drive if if all things are equal? I don't care. Like, we went to this uh, winery, and my toe was obliterated, so Sarah drove. <laughs> and I was so thankful. So I sat in the front seat and watched the PGA Championship. Nice. I'm all about it. But my problem is, I, I guess for you, it's like if you're a, not a good driver, then I don't want you to drive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Sarah won't drive an old SUV. Like, it's so badass. But, like, she will not drive it at <laughs> all. So... If, if we're if she's driving, we have to be in her car. All right. This one is the stupidest one. It's also the last one. Uh, you show up on a date with Sarah. It's your first date. She's pregnant. The baby's not yours. Can love transcend that obstacle? Or does that bl- just blow too hard? <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was stupid. Uh, that, would be, that would be tough. But I think that love can transcend all. I I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how in this hypothetical world how I feel about the pregnant girl that I'm going up <laughs> to. Yeah. Well, it's Sarah. You know the money's right, so you know that's not going to be an issue. Right? Uh, yeah, it's tough, though, because then the ex is always in the picture. I don't know. That that does that just sucks. I mean, I, you, I, could, I guess I could stomach it. But I wouldn't want to. Yeah. If the ex is dead, it makes it easier. It's mostly blows, possibly, possibly rose. Yeah, we'll see. It depends how good the love is, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I guess my last, last question aside from the game is, I was listening to you on another uh, show and you're talking about your experience getting on the show and they do STD tests mm-hmm. uh, before you get yeah. on. Is Does that mean you cannot have chlamydia and appear on the show or herpes or they just want to know? You cannot have a venereal disease. So is, I think, is chlamydia, can that be 
that be fixed by some penicillin? I don't know. Yeah, chlamydia, so I hear, can go away uh, after a few weeks. But so, okay, so oral, like if you had herpes, like that, that's just no. I mean, I, I, no, I don't think that like if you have mouth herpes, like if you have mm-hmm. cold sores or whatever, mm-hmm. that doesn't count. But if you have like wang herpes, right. then no, you can't. You can't be a part of the show because uh, if you have a venereal disease, you can, you cannot be a part oh. of the show. From what I understand, see, because there's so much kissing, I would think that's yeah. worse, and the wang can be avoided so much easier. You just say you're religious before the uh... yeah. Just say you're a virgin. Yeah, works uh, out. Al- Alex, what do you have? <laughs> but Wells, I I do appreciate uh, you taking part in our silly game and sitting with us while I have mom brain and am breastfeeding. This was really sweet of you. If people want to check you out and find more about you and Sarah, keep up on your marriage, see what you're doing, where can they find you? Social media at Wells Adams, all one word. And if you go to any of those, there's like a link that like links to like all the other stuff that uh, I do. And then, yeah, I have uh, a podcast I do with Randy Cyrus called Your Favorite Thing Podcast. You can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. And I do another podcast called uh, The Wells Cast, right? interview famous people and i find out kind of where they come came from it's like an origin story uh podcast and uh, how they became successful and yeah i don't know i'll be on a bunch of tv shows you know once we can start filming stuff why do you work so hard like why do you work so much why don't you just like sell products on instagram uh i mean i do sell products on instagram yeah. i'm not a, i'm not <laughs> totally uh above that but i like working like i even when I was doing like my morning show in Nashville and I was waking up at three in the morning, it's just fun. Like it's not like that real job selling, selling silly jokes in the microphone. So like I like doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. If I was digging ditches, I would probably not do it as much. <laughs> but, uh, I like it. So well, that's awesome. And I got to keep up with money bags over here. <laughs> Worst celebrity oh, cook oh, is the way to that, right? That's my last. This, this is my last, last question. Okay. Obviously, I'm not going to ask if you have a prenup. But I want to ask, does everyone in L.A. who is with someone famous, do they have to have the talk about it? Should. Mm-hmm. You're a bad business person if you don't, you know. So, I don't know. I have my money. He has her money. We're fine. Yeah, Let's I feel stop. the same. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All the important stuff. Yeah, well, I, I sometimes the questions come to me last minute. I wanted to see if, if you're recording on your end, Wells, by any chance. I see you. I okay, would, I would have if you told me. Oh shit! Sorry. sorry. Just because some of it felt kind of uh, blippy at some points, but it's it's fine. I can clean it up in editing. I just saw you had such a a good setup, but uh, yeah, I should have well, said. I wish you told me because that's uh, that's just what I was editing before you guys came. No I'm worries. living and I'm learning. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. So sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no worries. Our fault. But thank you so much for spending time with us tonight. We really appreciate it. And uh, just happy to talk to you. Our fave bachelor guy. Favorite worst chef. Yeah, very so surreal. So definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Where in Canada are you guys? Toronto. Love Toronto. It's, it's like a nice New York. It's awesome. People are friendly. The streets don't smell as much like piss. No, it's, it's great. Good. One day I'll get to go to Toronto again. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But uh, if it does... I'll come say hello to you guys. Yes, and much music building. Uh, it's 299 Queen Street. That's like, can- <laughs> it's Canada's MTV. All right. We'll yeah. be waiting with a stiff drink. Bye, Wells. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. All right. So how bad was the audio? <laughs> okay. When we were recording it, I actually couldn't tell it was that bad because I don't know if the listeners know, I have terrible hearing. Uh, and in the one mic that I guess had all the popping noises, that was off my you ear. You mean headphone. 
yeah yeah yeah. my headphone was off that one ear and the one ear that I had the headphone on I just I think I just felt lucky enough to hear a little bit of what he was saying so I didn't notice it was that bad well when you broke down and started crying after the interview I thought part of it was because you knew that one the audio was bad two (laughs) it was kind of a weird vibe but you didn't even care about the audio I was like oh you don't care about the audio and then I was like, maybe it's in my head. And then I went back to listen. I was like, yikes. Yeah, it was brutal. But Shane, you fixed it up real nice. Sounds good. It's passable. Passable. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for correcting that. Okay, but now we are going to go to the laughing couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan and Brittany Ostafi. Let's do it. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> Can we pump them up a little bit more, Alex? Sorry. I was just going to say, these people are very lovely. They're, they feel like our friends, even though we yeah. don't know them all that well. No, no. I mean, we have only had a relationship with them over podcast calls and then like the you know random DM here and there. But I totally feel like we know them better than we do. And like I'm, I'm ready to hang with them after COVID is over. But like, you know, it's, it's a fast progression of a relationship and I don't care. It is a fast progression. (laughs) Is that how I said it? (laughs) Kind of weird. But yeah, it is a fast progression. And uh, yeah, let's get to this fascinating tale of how Ryan and Brittany kind of came to be through The Bachelor forcing Mm -hmm. them to make a decision and kind of escalating their relationship one way or the other. And we we try to get into all the the process behind it. And uh, it's quite quite extensive. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. All right, let's get on to that interview. But first, Alex, could you tell us who we're supported by? We are supported by Bravado Designs, my favorite bras. Nursing bras, everyday bras, doesn't matter. I love them. Shane loves them because they make me happy. Any bra that makes you happy (laughs) makes me happy, Alex. Happy wife, happy life. It's true. And by the way, we've been uh, approached by many bra brands to sponsor the podcast. And Mm -hmm. we've said no. In fact, we went after Bravado Designs. We did because they are our breast friends now. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, thank you. And uh, (laughs) I am into, obviously, right now, their nursing collection because I'm whipping my boobs out 100 times a day to feed Betty. And they have those at their American site, which is bravadodesigns.com. However, if you're not a nursing mom, that's fine because they just launched their everyday collection. So that's no straps and same juicy comfort for your boobs that you will absolutely love. You can get those at ca.bravadodesigns.com. And you can get 20% off if you use the promo code thisfamilytree20 at checkout. Again, that promo code is thisfamilytree20. But we are also supported by Seedlip. Seedlip is crafted without alcohol, sugar, or calories and solves the dilemma of what to drink when you're not drinking. It tastes like a real alcoholic drink. So whether you're into punchy citrus flavors, aromatic spices, or savory herbs, Seedlip offers a drink for every drinker. Crafted using a bespoke process, including traditional copper distillation of botanicals, each of Seedlip's three variants, so we have the Spice 94, Garden 108, and Grow 42, are alcohol-free, sugar-free, and calorie-free, and each pairs amazingly with just a splash of tonic. I think you saying bespoke is my favorite part. <laughs> of these reads every week so if you want to learn a little bit more about seedlip and check out what drinks you can make with this delicious spirit you can go to seedlipdrinks.com or .ca and follow at seedlip social on instagram for more ways to enjoy it and now enjoy our hilarious interview with the laughing couple guys i'm so happy for you you have two crotch fruit now oh my god shit's crazy 
Yeah. How did you find the transition? Like, did you lose your mind for like two weeks? Like the first two, two weeks? weeks? I blacked out. <laughs> two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. Fully no, blacked two years out. and two months yeah. and 17 days. I was days. fucked. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I feel like a lot of people were like, one to two kids, it's like, like it's a little hard, but you'll get used to it. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. It is like beyond hard. I don't care what anyone says. It's yeah. a, and it'll be hard for a while. And I wish someone would, would have said mm-hmm. that to me. It's wonderful and like no, the bond yeah. is special and all of that shit, but like it's hard. Yeah. No, it's well crazy. here's the sad part. We're finding it hard and behind that curtain <laughs> right there, we have a nanny. Living here. Like like it's my stepmother, but yes. it's like we still find it unbearably hard. And she takes a kid at a time for hours. Yeah, but you know what, guys? Like that's amazing that you can have that. Mm-hmm. But how you how you guys doing today? In general. Yeah, the last time I messaged you, it seemed like things weren't going too well, but I hope they're going well now. Between yeah. us? Or no, divorced, no, but so. just it seemed like it was a, like hectic, last Wednesday. Hectic. It was a bad day. Why? What happened? Remember, we were, the kids were going absolutely batshit oh, crazy. Fuck. I cried that day. Yeah. I was like fully crying. I messaged Ryan. I was like, we have to cancel. And I said out loud, I wish the kids would just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <They're>, they were. <laughs> but he's like, I don't think we should podcast tonight. I was like, okay, how right. often, how often do those days happen with two kids where it's just like, fuck everything we have going on because this is insane. Once a week, we have one of those mental breaks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fair. That's and fair. Once a week that makes sense. If you think that you don't have them, those are the people that are not fun. You know Arched. what's super strange? I just feel like we know you. Like, I want to, like, I'm that's so annoyed. watch them on Instagram every day. I know, but, like, it's <laughs> frustrating because, like, I want to be real-life friends. I know. Well, when, this, is, when, this is as close as you can to getting that in COVID. I know. When COVID's in different done, cities, so yeah. True. You know somebody. When our bubble expands, you'll, mm-hmm. right? you'll be in our inner bubble. <laughs> Well, so glad to be back with Brittany and Ryan from the Laughing Couple podcast or Bostify account, I guess. Guys, oh, or thank Ross, you. Or Rostafi. Oh, don't or forget Rostafi. the Rostafi. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has a thousand followers now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's high. I would say a normie yes. probably has 348 Climbing. followers. Yeah. So you're that's like a fish. three times a normie. 100%. Now, which Bachelor were you going to appear on? Was it the Canadian Bachelor or were you going to be a Canadian male on the American Bachelor? I was going to be a Canadian male on the American Bachelor. Do you want to know who it was? Yeah. I'll tell That's you who insane. it was right now. Tell you me. No. Yes. Ashley Hebert, season seven. Oh Whoa. I got. I'm pulling wow. up on my phone See, too. Hold on. She's still married with kids, so from it, w- it could have worked out really well for me. She's from, cute. From, from the guy she met on The Bachelor. Yep. Oh, shit. See, I don't. This was quite a while ago. I don't even know if I was watching the show at this moment. In fact, I know I wasn't. Ryan was eleven when he was accepted on. (laughs) That's why they didn't let him on. I think it was two thousand and five, but aired in two thousand and six. If memory serves me correctly. Okay. No, that's not true. That's not accurate at all. Literal. We started dating in two thousand and eleven, so that would have been two thousand ten. I have PTSD from the Bachelor. I specifically boycotted watching The Bachelor for years because I would just be like. It was a touchy subject. Fuck you, Ryan. And then his sister moved in with us and she was like a diehard Bachelor Paradise. Is that a thing? Yeah, yes. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, so she like watched all of it and she got me into it and I was like, fine. And it's like strangely addicting. I'm still not allowed to watch it though. It's oh, so 100%. addicting. 
Yeah, she yeah, never we liked it, uh-uh. and she would always make fun of people. I thought I thought it was for losers, and it lonely <laughs> so women. Did I. And then I was like, I married him. So. Honestly, I thought it was losers and lonely women, and then I was like, always refusing to watch. I'm like, I'm better than that. Okay, I can watch some TV with you know a little class to it. Then yeah. Shane documentaries, right? And then Shane was into it, and I was like, all right, like I like this guy. We'll give this a go. And I was fucking hooked. It's so good. It's so good. It's but I can't believe show. you're on the American Bachelor. Or like, yeah. So what was that process like? Like, did some? You always hear the story where somebody's mom submitted them or something. Yeah. So here's the problem. Like, what people don't realize is there's quite an extensive vetting process mm-hmm. before you can actually get put on the show. So I was at a meeting. It was late at night, but obviously not in California, with it being three hours behind us. I received a phone call from Sonny from The Bachelorette, who was, I guess, part of the casting crew or whatever. And she introduced herself as Sunny from, is it ABC, NBC, what is it, ABC? NBC? ABC, right? Mm. Bachelor ABC, yeah. yeah. Yeah, ABC. Yeah, ABC. And I'm like, okay, whatever, Sunny, right? <laughs> and she said, no, uh, your sister put in a submission for you to be on The Bachelorette. I'm like, okay, Sunny, ha, 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 thinking it was one of my sister's friends. And you're she's like, like, let me speak to Chris Harrison. And she's like, no, <laughs> this is serious. And she said, if you're not interested in being on the show, that, that's okay. Just let us know. And I'm like, well... Okay, talk to me a little bit more. And so she went into some details on it, asked me a bunch of questions. She said, You seem really funny. You seem really down to earth. Your sister wrote this incredible thing about you that you're perfect perfect for this show. And uh, we'd love an opportunity to interview you. So they set up a formal interview. So I had a formal interview. Then afterwards, I had to send them a bunch of photos. Then I had another formal interview. Any shirtless photos uh, or just normal photos? Non-nudes. So, non-nudes. So here's the funny thing. So then after I got through like round three, I had to have professional photos taken. Oh and some of those were shirtless. Seriously? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> were you confident shirtless? He had abs, um, but yeah, he well, wasn't in his own head. He I would say like... I would say that prior to the photos, I did like a thousand push-ups just to make sure that I was still <laughs> like, you know, you a got little heavier. Pumping. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. So I wasn't confident, <laughs> but I was in good shape. Like I would love to be in that shape now. Let's just put it that way. But at that time I was still self-conscious. So had those photos done. And then I had to do this like 11 minute, 10 minute video introduction of who I am, you know, where I live, what I do. It's, it's mm-hmm. really, it, it's really intense. They want to know everything about mm-hmm. you. Like you're, they want to know how much money you make, what your tax return. Like they want to know everything about you, which is a lot. Are, like I know you're in a more open book now, but at that time, were you still an open book type personality? Like were you comfortable divulging everything? Oh yeah, like I don't yeah. care about I don't care about too many things. So for sure, there was but, no skeleton. So here's the pros the problem is from the initial point of contact to the point where you got to do the interview is it was about two and a half three months. It was extensive, mm-hmm. and I went from being single mm-hmm. to talking to Brittany. Let me just let like oh. let me know when I can jump in and tell like the real part of this story. In <laughs> in two minutes, when the story's over, you can jump and in and I'll tell let you your know what actually really, happened. Really <laughs> All right. Do they have do they have you do STD tests and things? Uh, like no, in that never, in that step of the process? Oh, no. Oh my god, that's no. a juicy question. They could have probably, but so I'll tell you I'll tell you how it ended up falling down. So I went from being completely single when this thing started to starting to talk to Brittany. Now, what Brittany is not going to tell you is that she was dating someone in that process. Right. Mm, so Brittany becomes single. She's my neighbor. We start talking like we always do when she's single. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> But it's always been just like she's single and we have sex. Right. And then she gets a boyfriend and we stop having sex. So 
that was the that was our thing for about three years. That's valid. Were you okay with that, or were you always pining for her? Like, did you like being the side piece? So wow. no, who doesn't like being a side piece? Uh, <laughs> no, that's not true. I was always like deeply in love with Ryan, and Ryan's mm-hmm. famous line was, "Brittany." I want you, but I don't need you. Yeah, and I was wow. like, boy, bye. You're and a then bitch. I just I meant that as a compliment. Like, it I don't need you in my way. life, but yet I still want you. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it didn't come out that way. I'm letting you know right now. Anyways, I enjoyed being the side piece. It was wonderful. So anyways, I- I'm in this role of side piece, right? Because it's just how it's been. <laughs> and I'm in the process of this bachelor thing, so I'm not going to give it up. But I start to finally have these emotions for Brittany that are a little bit deeper than just being the side piece. During your side piece-ness, are you trying to create a jealousy trap with Brittany by saying, oh, by the way, I might be yeah. on The uh, Bachelor to try to intrigue her? No. Shame. No, I was so you stupid. Wanna know what, you want to know oh. what happened? No, well, I'll tell the story. You're, I'll tell <laughs> the story lie. here. He's going to lie. So anyways, we're back into Word this side. We're like two weeks into this side piece thing. And I had finished recording the video that I had to send in. Right. So I'm pretty pumped because I'm in like, I'm now breaking down to like the, the last few people to be picked on this show. I'm excited about it. Nobody knows about it. So I say to Britt, come over to the house. I want to show you this video I recorded. No, stop. (laughs) Ryan did not say that. He said, hey, B, do you want to come over and watch a movie? Okay. So I'm like, yeah, like we're going to watch some Tomb Raider. Like what's going to happen here? Wasn't thinking I was coming over to watch his fucking audition team (laughs) to The Bachelorette. Wait, wait, you didn't know prior to this that he was auditioning? Nobody knew. I I was was literally, I I came over with popcorn. I was like super excited thinking I was like going to have some Netflix and chill situation. There was no Netflix. And both of his sisters were there and they were like, play. And then it was like, did they know that you two were having sex at that point? We were having sex at this time. Yeah, but like, did your sisters know that you two were hooking up at this yes. point? Yes. Everyone in the neighborhood kind of knew. Yeah. Yes, they did. That's, see, that's totally an interesting knew. dynamic because then it's like, it's like we know you guys are getting together, but we're trying to set them up with some other chick. Oh, no, 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 no. So just so I'm not throwing my sisters under the bus, when they apl- they put my name in in my application and Brittany had a boyfriend. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I was 100% mm-hmm. single, ready to mingle with The Bachelorette. Right, right, right. The audition is a great tape. I loved it. I was proud of it. <laughs> so I let Brittany watch it. And she, her reaction to it was a little strange. Can I just tell you, like, can you imagine if I was like, hey, Ryan, want to come over and watch a movie? And then it's me auditioning to, like, basically be a contestant to make out and, like, bang and yeah. marry some other dude. And yeah. I was like, these are all my qualities. I would love to be with you. And you're sitting there, like, with crickets in the back. Yeah. <laughs> It was so uncomfortable. Like, I don't know what you were expecting. Were you expecting me to like slow clap? I thought you'd be impressed that I was like in like the final group. This isn't even the best part. Jealousy trap. Like it's not even the best part. So anyways, long story short, she was a little saucy and a little bit whatever. Right. Mm. So I submitted the tape and I got approved. I got approved right to right to the final one. So so the last por- portion of it is you have to either fly into New York City or fly into LA for an in-person interview. And essentially what happens after that is within like a, a few weeks, the show starts, right. right? That interview was like going to launch you. It's like if you pass that interview, you're they in. were like, you're in the show. So you're in like the top 40 or whatever at that point in time. Yeah. I don't know how many they have, like 25 or something like that. But you're you're in it. So they fly you down. You do your audition in front of them. And within like they're telling you when you fly down, make sure you've got your stuff because you're, you're either going to stay or you're going to go home. Mm-hmm. And so we were really kind of debating. So I sat down with Britt and I said, Britt, like here's the thing. 
at this point in time now we were kind of quasi dating ish. Right. Uh, I would say I would say it was there's an exclusivity that was happening at that time. Mm-hmm. So I said, here's the thing. Like, I didn't think I was going to get this far. Now I have gotten this far. I have to make the decision whether or not I'm going to go to L.A. and really do this show or not. And to my <laughs> bewilderness, she says to me, well, if you go on the show, don't expect me to be here when you come back. What? <laughs> Wait. Sorry, you missed like a crucial part. Ryan says to me, so Britt, there's lots been going on. Um, I'm basically like next to be on the show. If I say yes, they're going to have me on the show. And I was like, I wasn't that calm. No, I was like, (laughs) pardon the fuck me. And you were like, but this is my plan. I had a plan. My plan is I will go on the show. I will make it. To hometown, hometown, like top four, like, right? Oh, first yeah. of all, a super you are confident. super. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, who says you're gonna make it? I was, I was 28, living at home with my parents. I didn't have a job, but I, I thought for sure I'm gonna make top four of the Bachelorette. Could have. I'll make it to hometown. Then, when they come to our hometown, she's gonna be like, "I think this." <laughs> I can't even get through this. He was like, "She'll say to me, I think you're the one, and I'll spill the beans." that I'm actually in love with my neighbor and then they'll zoom into your house yeah. and you open the door with some like like little grin and I'm I was like and I said we'll be famous I said what fuck we'll be famous because we'll be the ones that said no to the bachelorette and chose each other instead yes. but I would have had to watch you make out and have the like sexual yeah, relation that was just for show mm-hmm. oh classic. so that was my plan my entire plan was to get on the show get to hometown Tell the girl, listen, I can't go on. I'm in love with my neighbor. That's a romantic notion. You would have been the villain, though. But it could be worth it. 100% Shane, he would have been the villain. I would have, but I would have been remembered as the villain. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the the other 25 (laughs) that nobody knows. You'd be the worst kind of villain, too, because you'd endear yourself to them. Yes. Well, you're such a nice guy, or you at least have that uh, ability to seem like a nice guy. Mm -hmm. And then when the turn happens, oh, you'd be hated. Like, so hated. I know, but I thought we would have made People Magazine or something. No. Yeah, as in, like, villain, right? Well, it might have been worth it, because villains do (laughs) still have a heavy social media following. uh, Corinne. Yeah. But I don't think social media, and, like, now I'm learning how far back this was. I don't even think Instagram was a thing. No. It no, wasn't. it wasn't. It would have been like it wasn't. It was Facebook. ICQ. It was Facebook. <laughs> so here's the thing: I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been beaten up the way that I would have been beaten up today with Twitter and Instagram. It would have been all better stuff. though. At least yeah. you would have had the Fit Tea money, like you know, selling all the Instagram products. Oh my God, Fit Tummy Tea, Brian Oski, the villain. So, I don't know what seven. you guys are talking about, but here's what I would say: like <laughs> my whole my whole thing was it was going to launch our our situation, and I always yeah. thought like if we got married, how cool of a story would that have been? For them to be like, hey, what's happening with Ryan and Brittany? They actually stayed together. He's yeah. not a dickhead. He really <laughs> was in love with this woman. They have a beautiful family now. He was really in love with this woman, even but though he banged and had the overnight card with no, Ashley. No, no, no. That happens on the last. You got to no, be top three to bang. Banging you- was less prevalent back then, too. Now they yeah. bang more. Back then, banging really wasn't a thing. It okay, wasn't. but can I ask you guys something? Yep. Ask. For, so for Ryan, Ryan was all like, it'll be like a show. And like, I wouldn't actually mean it when I was like making out and like pretending Just to acting. be with her. I'm not done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So picture you watching your spouse. We were just on dating. TV, on TV <laughs> and pretending to like this person and like making out and whatever. Do you feel like 
you would come out of this like positive or would you be a little bit salty oh i've had an answer to this for the past five minutes before it was even asked because i was gonna ask you about this i would not be able to put that aside that would always be right here in my mind and then anytime we fought i'd be like oh yeah well you did this with ashley herbert on national tv you asshole and i'd always hold it against him and Mm -hmm. i wouldn't like i think about every time we were kissing I'd be like, for sure. You Are you picturing idiot. Ashley? Right? No, it would. I'd always be jealous, and like, she could be an awful person. I don't know what she's like, but that would always be in my mind, and I wouldn't be able to lay it to rest. Yeah, but here's the thing that I think the both of you, the both of you are neglecting to see, and this is key. <laughs> okay. This is key. I chose Brittany after you were declined. Wait, you Wait, you were exactly. declined? Because no, I'm no, I'm saying to... in the if we rolled it out and actually played it out in the world of being mm. on that show, even if I was to make out with her and kiss her, at the end, I still chose you. Yeah. No, I'm letting you know, if this was me and I was like with a dude, you'd be like, fuck you. I'm not the waiting. And a lot of people have gone into the show with this kind of idea, oh, I just went for exposure, and they do end up falling mm-hmm. in love with the person. Like um, yeah. a couple years ago, there was a country music artist, and he went on just to promote his music, but he actually fell in love. Mm-hmm. So, Well, here's the thing. Know you know, that. I will say this. Like, <laughs> When you put yourself into a situation where you're exposed to the potential of falling in love, that's part of it. But mm-hmm. I would assert that if I fell in love with her, then it wasn't meant to be with Britney anyways. Yes. No, I agree with that. I'm always saying that. I like to take the Pepsi challenge against anyone like man any right. other man that we have the best love i like thinking that yeah, but i think it's kind of a cop-out that you're like it is saying you know what i have the i have a, essentially a, a hall pass yeah. to say hey i could fall in love with this person and if i don't then i'm gonna choose my b team like fuck you if i'm not the Brittany. a team if i'm not the a team mm-hmm. you can well i guess in yes. my scenario i'm letting i'm letting alex go on the bachelor in my scenario that I think our love is so strong. I'm. I just want you to rack up a fucking million Instagram followers. Come right. back and let's live the rest of our lives off sponsorship deals. So even though I have right. a good car here, you'd let me test drive other cars. Any other woman, I would. But you're easily wooed. Actually, any other girlfriend. You're the only girlfriend I've had that's hard to really trust. I'm easily wooed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're my wife. But uh, you know what I mean. Well, you like me the woo-woo. best. Yeah, you were easy to woo. <laughs> well, well, it's not hard. The problem is, is when you put yourself into a situation where you're literally in paradise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a single stress in the world. It's vacation overload. They're putting you on hot air balloon rides and private Straight. helicopter Romantic. rides. It's easy to think you're going to fall in love with someone when you're in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to remove, I would assert, you have to remove yourself from that situation and say, this isn't real life. Mm-hmm. I have real life at home, and that's that's the path that I want to take. Now, here's my question for you, Alex. Yeah. If Shane were to get a Hollywood opportunity to be on a movie, and in that movie he had to kiss the main actors over and over <laughs> and over again, would you be yes or no? Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> so. I would not feel good about it, but like if it's like a big Hollywood movie and it's bringing home a lot of bacon, sure. However, yeah. I don't love the idea of dating a famous – I hate the idea of dating a famous person. Like I don't – I've never been game with that because I hate all that comes with it. And 
part of the thing that comes with it is like constant temptation and infidelity, I think, when it comes to relationships. Like look at the most, there's so few solid Hollywood couples. And Mm -hmm. I think even if they get into it really solid and with the best intentions, you're constantly in these like crazy situations and I don't trust it. Yeah, so I don't yeah, I don't I love that. the idea of dating a famous person. Hmm. But I like I the idea that. of having millions of dollars. Keep in mind now that I do the math reverse it, I was twenty six at the time. I thought you were so, twenty eight. No, I was twenty six. Okay. It was two thousand and ten. Okay. So he doesn't was, even know. He has no idea of the recollection. <laughs> it was tw- I was twenty six. I was definitely twenty six. I would have been twenty seven probably when the show would have started, but right. I was twenty six years of age. So like I was living at home with my parents. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have a career. I didn't have real ambitions. So the idea of being on a TV show f- that ran for X amount of weeks uh, and gave you the kind of exposure that you can have to live out this amazing mm-hmm. lifestyle seemed awesome to but me. Essentially yeah. to be on Bachelor Paradise for like the yeah. next 10 years, mm-hmm. right? So that's yeah, a pretty Which was a deal. fallback plan if Brittany said no to me when I came back. <laughs> I would say no. My plan was like to say no to you and then ABC, NBC would be like, well, do you want to be on The Bachelor of Paradise? And then on people, it would be so, like so the neighbor that said no. <laughs> and then they would bring me in later and you'd be like, fuck, I wasn't expecting her. And then I would walk in, it'd be slow motion. It would just be like a mm. lot of drama. Meet the Ossophies, the most conceited people in the world. Okay, Britt and Ryan, we're just going to take a quick break to let our listeners know that. We are supported by Hello Bello. Co-founded by parents Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, this eco-friendly line was created to eliminate the choice many parents face between what's best for their kids and what's best for their budget. And the diapers just seem like they're a cut above. The diapers are a cut above. They're amazing. They're premium diapers for not premium prices. Even your toddler will notice. I don't <laughs> I don't does. think she'll ever wear another diaper brand again. No, this is actually setting our potty training behind because she likes her diapers so much. Not only are they so soft, but she loves like sorting through and finding out which cute pattern she wants to wear. So really, like I would love for her to be sitting on a potty, but she's having too much fun yeah, with the diapers. It's a case of a product being too good. <laughs> It's true. And they actually update their adorable designs three times a year. So there's always something new you can choose from. They're available at hellobello.ca and in-store, which is exciting if you prefer to shop in-store. But we recommend that you don't. Why is that, Shane? Because you can get 30% off if you use the promo code ThisFamilyTree30 at checkout. And everybody wants 30% off their first bundle. So go and check that out because Hello Bello takes care of life's cutest little messes. But we are also supported by... We are supported by Beluga Baby. Beluga Baby wrap carriers allow you to hold and comfort your baby hands free. And Shane, does that not make parenting so much easier? It certainly does. Um, (laughs) Walking around with the baby without the carrier is a bit of a nightmare for your arms. Oh my God. And... The baby doesn't fall asleep. No, no. And you pop the baby, at least with Betty, in the carrier. She's asleep within minutes. It is so soft. The Beluga Baby carriers are made with bamboo four-way stretch fabric. It's probably the best material on earth. It's like butter. And honestly, it makes sense why putting your baby in a Beluga Baby carrier reduces crying by 40%. And isn't it approved by the hip dysplasia? Like you say it. Hip Dysplasia Institute? Yes. It is. It is good for their hips. You just make sure that their knees are a little bit higher than where their bum is seated. And it is a perfectly healthy way to be carrying your baby for a lot of the day. Hey, if it's good enough for the International Hip Dysplasia Institute, (laughs) it's good enough for me. (laughs) It is also perfect this time of the year because the light and airy bamboo fabric, it's just so easy to wear. It's like a t-shirt and 
is just as comfortable as it is for me as it seems like it is for Lucy who totally likes it. She's got bad gas, helps with that. It helps with the bad gas? It helps with the bad gas, keeps them in an upright position. We got to put you in one of these wraps. Get out of here. So if you want to check out a Beluga Baby wrap carrier, you can go to belugababy.ca or belugababy.com and use promo code thisfamilytree10 for 10% off. At the checkout. And now back to our interview with the laughing couple. <laughs> okay, but okay, my question for you is at that time, yeah, there was TV fame, but that was really hard to quantify how popular you are. Now everyone has this uh, walking metric with that is Instagram that tells you how popular you are. So, and you know, if you have over a million followers, you can mm-hmm. make a lot more money. And you guys, you're in the game. You know how hard it is and how much you have to work to gain Mm -hmm. a thousand followers in a month. Knowing that, would you make a pact? Okay, Ryan, go on the show, get those followers, help our family. We will keep it a secret and we can make it through this. Would you do it nowadays? You're asking me? Both of you. Fuck no. No, I would never. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I would would too. I just, I I know that my personality is like, I'm all like, oh my God, I'm super chill and I'm not jealous. And then we'll go out and some girl will be flirting with him all night and I'll be like, bitch, back up. Like, I'm not a, I'm not good with that. See, I just look at it. I look at it the same way I I propose the question. It's just acting. You're just acting. Yeah, but it's funny he when says that because if line? it was turned around, it would yeah. be different if with me. Well, because like, we're married now. No, I'm saying like if it was me in that situation, yeah, can he you would trust be like, her? yeah, babe, go for it. And then you would see somebody all over me and you would be in the background and the fucking producers would be like, security, we need to remove mm-hmm. him because. <laughs> yeah. Well, would you let Brittany go on the ba- be the bachelorette? I, no. No. No, he could. Whatever. I wouldn't have been the bachelor. Okay. Who knows? Would, would you let her be a contestant on The Bachelor? When we were, if the roles were reversed, at, like when this first happened, yeah, for sure I would. You would. I would have won. Yeah, for sure I would have. What about right now? If it was right a part now. of a scheme? It's part of a plan. no, because we're married. We got kids. Oh, it's... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's me being like you suck. But but to me, the kids and the marriage actually help it make it the plan way more feasible. Then what are the kids? Because she has all the baggage. Right? Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> back and doesn't have two kids. That came out meaner okay. than I wanted it to. No, but I mean, a baggage. I don't mean a man wouldn't want to be with her like a man would, but I mean, she wouldn't want to leave the children. Right? Sean is removed. I would have a hard time now doing yes. it for sure um, because of the children and because mm-hmm. of our families. And I, I just think... You know, my friends, my there would be so much pressure. There'd be so many people that would be like, "Why? Why did? Why is this happening? Why is this yeah. happening?" And I'd have to sit there and be like, "Oh, it's an act, right?" Like, mm-hmm. it'd just be hard. It would be hard to position it now. But if we didn't have kids and yeah. we were dating, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, I, I would be all over it. I think it's, you know, my whole thing is it was an opportunity. It was a chance of a lifetime for exposure, and you don't, it, you know, how hard that I. I to this day, 10 years later, I've never experienced a fraction of what kind of exposure that would have so provided. so inauthentic, though. I just, yeah. I don't think I could get over that. And do they offer you money? Like, if you had been on the show, is there per diem or anything like that? It's a that? per diem. Yeah. How much we talk in here, or are you sworn to secrecy? I'm, I'm actually not. We'll have to kill you. I'm not sure. It was in the contract. We the can be. The in the contract. Okay. And the, and the contract burned. is, the contract is like. Add a girl. 
it's super intense when it comes to secrecy, like oh, super it. intense, yeah. massive, massive fines for spilling the beans. Oh, well, you guys just interviewed Jillian Harris, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. She had a whole bunch of spillage after her, I think it's like seven years that they and have then to she be talked about quiet. It. It's like your taxes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I think so, she just made that up. I don't know. No, it's true. No, they I have like it. a, yeah, they're sworn it. to a certain amount of time. Yeah. yeah really dark. Um, so I want to ask when you initially told Brittany, like after your fun movie night and everything, how long did you guys have to debate whether you were going to go or not? Like, was it an easy decision to stay? Well, there wasn't much debate because after that video, I didn't know where it was going to go. Right. So mm -hmm. I heard back a couple weeks later that the video was approved and that I had moved on to the in-person interview process. Right. And I had essentially about a week to decide whether or not to get on a plane and fly out. So mm -hmm. we had probably, because again, this is now we'll call it almost a month since she had found yeah. out about this, that it was like, you know, up in the air as to whether or not this was going to happen. So everything up until that point was very hypothetical. Mm -hmm. And then the moment that they called back and said, yeah, we're ready for live interviews, then it became real. And we had to sit down and we had to have a conversation because at that point we weren't dating yet. We still hadn't officially called each other boyfriend and girlfriend. And so it was like, is this real or is this not real? Cause if it's not real, I'm going to go on this show. And if it is real, then we need to we need to sit down and have a real conversation about this. And then my brain started going and I was like, yeah, let's, I'm going to sell this to Brittany. She's going to love the idea. Were they disappointed when you rejected them? The I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, to be honest with you, I, I just I think I just received an email telling us that they understood. Do you feel like this escalated your relationship or helped your relationship in any way in the jealousy trap sense? Um, it's hard to say because I, I don't know about you, but she still holds it against me 10 years later. So let's yeah. let Brittany answer Brittany, the did, question. Did I guess make, let's go to the source. Did this make Ryan more attractive to you? It had to. Have. Um, that was my, my I feel title. like in the moment I was, I think I was frustrated because he looks at his, as like, I chose you and I could right. have had mm -hmm. this. And I'm like, no, but that's how I saw it, right? Like, I was young. What were you, 26, 27? 26. You would have been 23. So I was 18. So um, I was annoyed that you were, like, even questioning because I yeah. was cocky. I was young. And I was like, you're going to go on The Bachelor? Like, Bachelor, I like, fuck you. And so I think I was just more annoyed because we've known each other for so long. And we have – I thought we had a really deep relationship. And then he was like – this is a thing. I might do this. And I was like, I won't be here. So then when he was like, Hey, listen, I'm not going to go. I think you were expecting me to be like, oh my God, like, thank you. Massive man. sacrifice, right? Appreciate yeah. you. And chance and of a lifetime. In reality, yeah. I was like, cool. Up until our wedding day, I'll I was questioning whether I made the right decision. <laughs> we already had a two and a half year old. <laughs> so did that put a lot of pressure on you, Ryan, to really make this relationship yeah. work? Because if if this last if this fizzled out two months after you had thrown away this opportunity, you might have been pissed. You'd have been writing. Can you have me on the show? Well, Brittany, Brittany and I, we had we had been doing the boom boom for about three years prior to this. So mm -hmm. when we finally decided that we were going to make something of this, I. Mm -hmm. I saw the potential that Brittany and I had as a couple yeah. like together. So I was pretty confident in the decision that, that I was making the right thing. Now, one thing that we haven't talked about, which kind of 
catapulted our relationship is shortly after that my best friend passed away so we went oh, into no. a totally different space and a totally different yeah wow. totally different relationship right after that so yeah Brittany and I became super close after mm-hmm. that so it kind of the bachelorette story went away really quickly it did. There was um, mm-hmm. just because Prevalent. real life happened intense. like relatively quickly after that mm-hmm. jeez yeah wow so uh, overall, this was a good, you're glad you did not go yeah. on The Bachelor, I guess is the thing I'm trying to uh, get to. That's my uh, real Well, no, question. I'm not glad that I didn't go on it. <laughs> and that's all the time I was going to say, how because, romantic is this? Because I truly, to this day, to this day, I truly believe that we still would have been in the relationship that we're in today with way more exposure. Every yeah. single person at the, you know, hypothetical table here right now, we're do you table. think that any of us that would have been on, do you think that you would have, one, made it to the final four, and two, do you think that you could actually win? Ryan, let's start with you. I thought I could have made it to the final three. I don't think I would have won on account of the fact that I still lived with my parents and didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to start a real relationship with a boy. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. What about yeah. you, Brittany? This is a weird question. It's weird because you're basically selling yourself. I feel like I could have got to hometowns. Like, I feel like I could be sneaky about that and, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, tall blonde, but I feel like I my personality is, is more than my appearance, I feel like. Mm. I feel like I have more so to me than yeah. a tall blonde. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, I agree yeah. with you. I, you, I, I think like you would have got to top three for sure. I feel sure. like I would have, mm-hmm. and then it would have been like, okay, do you want this or do you want that? Anyway, yeah, I think I could have. I think it would have been mm-hmm. – What about you, Shane? It's weird. I I feel like women who have been out of my league my whole life – for some reason are attracted to me. So I (laughs) like, it's like women I should get hate me, but women I shouldn't get really like me. So I first, and they, they tend to get really attractive women on that show. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I'll say I would do well. Although some women are really off put by me, but I can endear myself to, uh, to women. So yes, I'm going to bet on myself. What's that? Off putting. Uh, well, he has a weird personality sometimes. Yeah, I have a, I'm a, you know, maybe <laughs> may, maybe too honest. He he doesn't. His responses to things aren't always what you would expect, so no. it can mm-hmm. it can throw you off a little bit because mm-hmm. they're like normal enough, but then just off. So you could take that as maybe coldness from him, right. or I just take it as like dry humor. That's why yeah. I like Shane because yeah. he has like a dry mm-hmm. humor, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See. Yeah, hot water. So, <laughs> there you go. See, what Brittany just said is if she was the bachelorette, she would have chosen. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to hometown. Now, Alex, I yeah. think you would go uh, very far, but what do you I, feel? Well, I think I would because I think that I can get, like, um, emotionally into guys' heads. <laughs> yes, I totally know what you mean. You're the worst at that. You're the worst at that. You have no, no sense of I've, what people I've are made, thinking. I've made so many men fall in love with me by getting into their heads. Because you, like, you wear a crop top. You wear a crop top. No, tops it's the not time. that. It's not that. I think that I'm good at, like... Um, oh, you're not. Yes, I am. You never know what I'm Look, thinking ever. It doesn't, no, but that's not it. That's not it. That okay. The charm is that... I don't know shit, but you're you're for some reason drawn to me because like I'm nice and I seem like I care for you. You're just such a goofball, and you're and you're very hot, and that's an odd combination. It is, and but that's the best combination. And she looks sick in a crop top, pregnant. I think I can get into the heads. Yes, she does, and she thinks she's some like diabolical like head game player. Don't overthink it. Not a game player. I don't play games. I just. I'm good at getting it's emotional. It's just turned into saw. Mm. Like, right. I feel like this is saw 10. 
Yeah. Roll you're not a game player. You're just hot and good. Look Alice really good in a crop she's top. Applying for. <laughs> Not really sure. Well, <laughs> but anyway, guys, we're all top four hometown. Yeah, we're people. all top four for sure. And, yeah, and I, I honestly believe us. it. And I really think you would have done really well, Ryan, especially so on Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. Yeah, the women would have gone crazy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I would have been on that too. Yes. Yeah. They would have brought me in as yeah. like a fucking um, what's it called? Like a twist. Yeah. yeah. It would have been like in the game. The trucker mouth twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. See, oh. we thought this would be like a five-minute segment. I knew it wouldn't. I'm sorry. This has been 45 minutes. <laughs> but we, I we, have, maybe... we have we have his his mother-in-law sitting outside. In the oh dark my god! Right now I forgot. With the baby. <laughs> we told her we would be ten minutes. She's trapped outside because she's scared <laughs> oh to come. In. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We have to go get her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just make you guys a second guess. We'll have like Wells and you guys. Yeah. Okay. Oh my. Thank you so much. This was yeah. awesome. This is I've been so curious mm-hmm. about this topic for so long, and I really I, appreciate you guys opening up about mm-hmm. it. No, this is hey, the not best. a problem. This is the first time I think we've actually talked about it, like legit. Yeah, I just like bitch about it in my nightmares, but that's fine. no, <laughs> very <laughs> relatable. No, yeah, that, guys, this yeah. is the best. Thank you so so much. We have to go get Nona though. Yes, relieve her. All right, thank you. You guys have a great night. Thanks, Congratulations guys. again, guys. Yeah. Have a great thank night. Thank you so much. You. Save no, save Nona. I will. <laughs> bye bye. There you have it. What a love story. It's a crazy love story. And I love so much that they went through it just so we could even hear about everything after. But uh, you were saying at the beginning of the episode, Shane, that, and I know we talk about it in there, but that in your fantasy, I'd be okay with it. That you come to terms with it after I come back. Right. Yeah. Would not, I I just want to make it clear, I would be remarried by that point. Well, you do move on fast, I find. Well, I'd have to, all right? You got to you gotta force yourself to or else you don't want to be living in the past your whole life. Yeah. You're I crying f- over Shane Cunningham. What's the longest you've <laughs> ever been single for? Oh, I've been single for... I, I liked being single. I, that's I, not the question. Alex, do you like being single? Yes. Okay, that's that's <laughs> when you tell me. But I'm asking, what's the longest you've been single? Um, I don't know, a few years, maybe. Eight to 11? Eight, get out of here. 18, uh, 22, maybe somebody thought we were dating, but uh, we weren't. Okay, I see. So, you know, I had lots of people maybe thinking that we were dating. Right, but you're we always weren't. dating. Okay, but let's go to our favorite part where we answer some questions. Let's do it. Do we got any good ones? I, see, I never know. If we have okay. any good ones, I feel like it's unfair because you get to prepare your answers. Before. No, I don't. I, I try not to look so that um, we have a natural response to them. Okay, so question number one. Have you bought any new clothes for Betty or is she getting mostly hand-me-downs? Totally mostly hand-me-downs. And not only are they mostly hand-me-downs from Lucy. So like all Betty's clothes are hand-me-downs. No, from we, Lucy. we just got some stuff from Minnie Mios. Well, I was going to get there. But like the I'd say 98% of... Betty's clothes are hand-me-downs from Lucy, and maybe 40% of Lucy's clothes were hand-me-downs from other friends that we had. Because, again, baby clothes, like, they wear it five times max if it's not a sleeper, so they're in great shape. But in regards to clothes for Betty and even for Lucy, we buy new, and when it's, you know, a good brand that we can get behind... And that's Mini Miosh. Uh, it's a sustainable brand, which we love. It's made in Canada. And like, it's, it's just so cute. Everything looks adorable. Yeah, the one striped shirt is the best oh, thing we've ever yeah. had. Yeah. And Betty has been living in her, I think it's called the Varsity Romper. It's like the cutest little mm-hmm. sleeper it's, thing. It's such high quality. 
Oh I my just God. love putting it on. Yeah. So we get we get the girls new clothes when it's from like an ethical company that we can get behind. And because especially with Lucy, we know it's going to go down to Betty eventually. So I don't mind paying more in those occasions. Uh, next question. What are your favorite books to read, Lucy? Uh, I've come to hate reading Lou books because <laughs> she's so annoying right now. <laughs> she- y- you pull a book out. You can't even get the first three sentences. She's like, what's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? So what I started doing is is skipping to the middle of the book and acting like the middle of the book is the first page. Do you ever do that? I'll start with the first page and then I'll try to turn 10 pages at once. Yeah. Yeah. But she always catches me. How do you get away with it? I do it pretty smooth. See, I thought I thought I did it so smooth. Well, she just knows all the books inside and one out. One day I, I put my ear to the door and listened to you reading to because I, I wanted to see how do you handle this annoying habit of Lucy. Yeah. So she's like, what's that? And you're like, it's a book. What's that? It's a book. You know it's a book, Lucy. And it's like, (laughs) you were the least fun, engaged parent in the world. I'm tired, baby. No, I liked it because I've had moments like that too. But it was just like not your best hour. Like you were just like having none of it. But yeah, favorite book to read, Lou? It was Jane Eyre because it's one of those books that just... It's like a kid. It's a baby version of Jane Eyre. Which is pretty adorable. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because if you're saying I read Lou Jane Eyre, people are going to be like, whoa, Shane's advanced. There's like seven words in the whole book. It's one of those books you open it and it's just a picture and it says Jane Eyre. But lately, Lou has found a way to make that book about 20 minutes long. That book has become dreadful, yeah. So now my favorite book is, it's called I'm a Big Sister, Mm -hmm. because Lou has the whole thing memorized front to back, so she reads it, and instead of pointing at every little damn thing on the page, (laughs) she just is focused on saying all the words right, and then I go, yeah, that's right, and she likes getting that reinforcement. So yeah, it's uh, called I'm a Big Sister. What about uh, Sundays with Surat? Don't mind that one because I can blow through that so quick. And she blows through it. So Lucy has memorized this book in its entirety, like every word, like the sailboats are gliding by. All of those, it's it's really crazy. And I love reading that one because it's like 10 pages long. Lucy knows every page by heart. So you can read it three times in There is one page that's a little troublesome because she'll say, that's Nona. That's Jaja. And it's like clearly it doesn't even look like them. But I, okay, so I love We're Different, We're the Same. It's a Sesame Street book. Hate that fucking book. Well, only because now it takes so long. But it's like a Where's Waldo type book. Okay, well, it's not in, it's not made to be like that. It's a We're Different, We're the Same. And it's like, we all have noses. It's like, what does it say? It's a good message. It says, our noses are different. Yes. Our noses are the same. It's like when it says our noses are different, it shows everybody's noses. A big nose, a small nose, a monster nose, an elephant trunk. And then our noses are the same. They all smell. They all do this, blah, blah, blah. And it goes through noses, hair, eyes, skin, feelings, things like that. And, you know, it has black people, white people, Asian people, monsters, like everything. And it's just showing kids that, yeah, like we're different. Let's accept our differences and love our differences. And it was really great because, you know, it came around these mega racial discussions that we're having in society. So... That's a great book, although now she's made it tedious because every person on each page, and there's like 40 people on each page, she wants to say, this is this person in my life. Yeah, it's hell. Yeah. But good book if you want to introduce. The message is good. Yeah. I, it's the bane of my existence right now. <laughs> 
Oh, and I like the Little Feminist series. It's really cute. If you have a daughter or a son, uh, check out the Little Feminist series because they're really sweet. How do you determine who does what household chore? Like as a couple. Well, you find what their strength is. Mm -hmm. So I would say I tend to gravitate towards the dish kitchen area. Which, how is that your strength? What about that are you so... Uh... <laughs> Some of those dishes are very heavy, Alex. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I remember you saying that like, at your house growing up, you either never did the dishes because you never wanted to or you were never allowed to do the dishes. So do you... Do you feel like a freedom getting in there? Because maybe this is the first time somebody's allowing you well, to. Well, I don't hand wash dishes. So my mom would hand wash each dish before it went in the dishwasher. And to me, it was all this. It was very laborious. But here, I kind of just rinse it. Yeah. And then put it in the dishwasher. And unloading the dishwasher is a big thing that I oh. like to do. You don't like to do that? No, that's the last step. See, I find I'm bad with the last steps. Like with laundry. I'll be great at cleaning it, at drying it, the best at drying it. Then when What do it you comes, mean drying it? Go, it? The dryer does that. Yeah, I put it in. But then the step that I'm bad at is the last step. and That's what doing laundry argue is. The most important step, but that's the putting away of the laundry. Last step, just like dishwasher. Hey, I can load it. I'll do whatever. I'll put in the soap. I'll press the button. But then when it comes time to unload it, it's... It's a little harder to get going. It's the last step. Yeah. So I, I try to delegate in the way we do things that we like to do. Mm -hmm. I like unloading the dishwasher. I like loading the dishwasher. I like taking the garbage out. I like putting my laundry away, like if it's possible. Like it's annoying, but once I get started, I hate the idea of putting laundry away, but once I get started, yeah. I like getting it done. And yeah, I think we just naturally have come to our mm -hmm. tasks like that. And I, I would suggest you get a little bit better with the tasks. <laughs> I have. And that's as what we I mean. And, about. and you did. So, yeah, that, that's how we do it. I wouldn't, hey, you hate cleaning out the coffee or French press. And I. But I do that every morning. Well, almost every morning. I think I did it twice this week. And it made me feel like a million bucks. <laughs> that's why I got the hanky panky. Yeah. Well, I hate it. I hate the cleaning out the coffee thing, but I like to do it. It's one. It's like a hangnail. It's one of those things that it hurts, but it feels See, good. I too. actually, the way you clean it out bothers, bothers me you. because you, uh, you like. I guess you take out the filter part and then you put out all these napkins. So many napkins. One on paper towel. Whatever on the kitchen counter. Then no, you I don't. Put, I put it on a plate. Well, only because I told you to. Okay. Because I said you were staining our, our counter. So I stopped staining the counter months ago. Yeah. And then, so anyhow, you would put it on the, the on the counter, now the plate, yet you it's all brown coffee water. Like, don't you rinse it before you put it down? That's the first thing you do. I take it out, I rinse it, and then I can just put it flat on the counter. No, no. But the reason I don't do that is because there's beans and grinds attached to it. Yeah, that's so, why you clean it. You yeah. clean it first. That's you don't the first want, thing you clean. You don't want the grinds going down the sink. So where do you put them? Those in, ones. In the garbage. I, I use the, I wipe it off mm -hmm. and then I throw it in the garbage. So the Yeah, so wipe it off and then rinse it and then put it down. I know, but I need a paper towel. And when I'm wiping it off, I don't want everything to fall down the sink because that can really mess up your sink. No, I know. I think I think that we're not on the same page okay, here with what Okay, I put the plate down. Yeah. I take the coffee lid off. Yeah. I wipe down all the grinds onto the plate. Then I put the plate and all the paper towel in the garbage. Why don't you just do it over the garbage? Because it can make a mess. All right. 
You, just batting. <laughs> no, to shake it off and get it all off and get it on your finger it can make a mess. <laughs> anyway, this is a great podcast. Next question, please. Next. We have toddler has become very fussy about food. Will this pass? Not unless you do something about it, I think. That's my opinion just from our experience with Lucy. So it's like if she is saying that all of a sudden she hates to eat, I don't know, bananas, then from a lot of experts we've talked about on this podcast, like I think we've learned some good tricks and that's, you know, give it to them at every meal. Always offer it until they take a bite. Don't force them to eat it. Don't ask them questions about it. Don't focus on the food too much at all and just kind of let them explore it even if they don't eat a lot and the, just don't act like foods are yummy yeah that's the kids are too smart for that so don't be like that looks so yummy because then they're like and eh, they're overacting on this mm-hmm. i just go can i have a bite of that just very mundane and it works every time with lou i don't know maybe mm-hmm. your kid's a little smarter than lou or <laughs> falls for different tricks but i just go hey i'm gonna eat that and I put no emotion into it. She goes, that's mine. Something she previously hated. All of a sudden, it's hers. And she's very possessive over it. And she wants to eat it all of a sudden. Yeah. But I, I do think that if your toddler is fussy about food, like, you know, when they're babies, maybe it's because they're teething and it will pass. But at the toddler phase, that's when I think you as a parent need to step in and start saying, like, start, you know, trying different strategies to keep reintroducing these foods to them uh, so that they can widen their palate and they won't be fussy eaters. Because if they had it their way, she'd have bread, muffins, peaches, and bunny crackers every day and would be happy about it. But it's up to us as parents to, you know, put limitations on that and then offer, even if they don't necessarily eat them, other types of foods so that they can get used to it. The next question. There's a guy who walks his dog across the road each day and never picks up after it. Should I confront him? I like this one. Yeah, 100%. Would yeah. I? Probably not. Should you? <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> what would you say, Shane, if you if I was like, Shane, you've got to talk to no, that guy? No, I, w- I would talk to him because this stuff infuriates me. But how do you – do you think that you would approach him like with kindness or a little toughness or – I'd be like, sir, excuse me. Can you please pick up after your dog? Like my child walks out here every single day and the last thing I want is to drag your dog's excrement through my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how anybody could argue with that. No, yeah. it's it's a winning it's a winning yeah. response. Last question. So, have you guys had any friends who were put off or triggered by your pres by your pregnancy at all? I have a girlfriend who all of a sudden is very upset that she is not in a place in her life where she's even close to having a baby. This came on super randomly when she found out my husband and I are pregnant, and now the rude comments have me questioning if I even want to continue the friendship. Such as, why do you do so much stuff for the baby? What would you do with it all if something happens to your baby? How are you pregnant but I'm not? And etc. Wow, that's that's kind of shocking and hard to believe that, because I think people have these thoughts often, mm-hmm. and I do think jealousy is so commonplace they usually um, don't say them like that. Yeah, usually they they wouldn't confront mm-hmm. it. But, you know, hurt people hurt people. It's a popular saying for a reason. And, yeah, this exists. And jealousy comes in many forms and shapes and sizes and manifests itself in all sorts of ways. So you just have to I, – I try to just be kind to these people because yeah. it is coming from a place of hurt. These No one wants to be malicious, right? Mm-hmm. And – I guess if it's hurting you enough, kind of cut that person out of your life until they're able to, uh, you know, people tend to grow. Time tends to heal wounds and sometimes 
a person might not be nice to you until they realize that they should have been. And honestly, as hard as it sounds, I think a lot of people need to go through a certain experience themselves or a similar I mean. experience. Yeah. And, you know, maybe she's off, like far mm-hmm. off from that experience. Maybe she doesn't want that experience. I'm not sure. But that's that's really tough. But for her to be that outright rude to you and at a very, you know, it's an emotional time in your life. It's a time of big change, a lot of stress. I would, I just try to talk it out with her, tell her exactly how you're feeling. Tell her that, hey, I don't like, do we be friends going forward for the next little bit? Like, tell her all your concerns, see what she has to say, and see if you guys can come to a common ground just by like talking, talking out your feelings. Yeah, I had some friends unfollow me on Instagram when we had our children. Unfollow you? Yeah, he just said, Shane, no offense, I just can't handle all this stuff he and did like not the, he did oh and i think it came from a place of i don't i'm not at that place in my life yet i don't understand this i don't care about supporting yeah, but you're not the only you're not the first person in your group to have kids i know but we use it as kind of like are promoting the podcast and the business right. and it's just all that in his face he just wasn't wanting it yeah right so it's like i understand and mm-hmm. i think people tend to come around and if they don't fine yeah yeah as long here's the thing as long as they're not using it to diminish your choices and things like that then i i think it's fine you know how does someone use something to diminish your choices well like if they're saying oh like how could you have kids and like leave me behind things like that and try to make you feel bad about you know doing things in your life that they're I guess I don't know what diminishing your choices means. Maybe the, maybe I'm using that wrong. I'm just Is that a term? I'm, guys, no. I'm <laughs> Just don't here. let them diminish your choices, Sandra. I, it could it, it might mean something, it might have zero meaning, but uh, I've been awake since two AM yesterday. So Your choices have been diminished. <laughs> by betty yeah yeah don't let people diminish your choices ever uh and yeah thank you so much for listening to this This family Family tree Tree Podcast, podcast episode 51